What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Parker Chronicles podcast. I am your host, the Parker XP, and today, co-hosting with me is none other than one half of the cutest couple on Twitch, DNA Gaming. I had to today. I had to. No, no, you're. This fine. is Dan. Thank Dan, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely, sir. Thank you very much. And uh, if the cute, I feel is only valid if Angela is here, but I appreciate that. Oh, come on. I was talking about both of you. And, and <laughs> speaking of DNA gaming, thank you so much for the 19 month resub. Whoa, crazy. Yeah, that. <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah. Welcome, everybody, to episode five. It's crazy that we're already here. We're already over a month into the show uh, and we're already on to our second series. Today, we are starting Jaws in review, if you cannot see by the, the amazing poster over, I can't, I always have to look at OBS to figure out where my, where I'm pointing, so I don't look and like a complete idiot. behind you. Yeah, and you know, I got, I got the shirt on today, we got, I mean, there's Jaws stuff all over the place. Um, if you didn't know, if you haven't been to this channel uh, for the little bit I've been on here, uh, I love this movie, it's my favorite movie of all time. Um, and I cannot wait to talk about it. Uh, and I promise we won't be lot. We won't be doing this for two and a half, three hours. All right. People have to go to work, you know, people got things to do <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, uh, the last couple episodes have been very long, but we'll, we'll try to keep this one a little bit shorter. We'll, we'll stick around right. like two fifteen or something. It's going to be your fault this time. Not <laughs> it'll mine. Be, yeah. It'll be all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the big screen. Oh my God. So, uh, so, uh, something that we should announce, uh, we are now on podcast services. We are currently on Spotify and Apple podcasts soon to be on Google podcasts and also on Podbean. Uh, if anybody, uh, listens on there. Um, yeah. So, uh, just FYI to anyone who just listens to the audio version of the show, uh, I do stream this on Twitch on my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash the Parker XP. So if you hear me randomly just thanking people, uh, it's because uh, I'm streaming and people are talking to me in chat and dropping, you know, uh, subs or follows or whatever. So don't get confused. That's what's going on. Just thought I'd throw that out there. I've done podcasts before. Don't you just find that a more enjoyable way? to do it like on stream because you have like an audience that's interacting it's oh, 100%. not just like your group yeah i agree i think it's fun infinity galaxy what's up welcome to the show all right dan sir since uh you are the guest again you, you you're pretty much a you're pretty much a co-host uh so we might you know it's you're gonna be on the show so many times i feel like we're probably eventually gonna have to change the name of this podcast because just, just let me sleep on the couch. It'll be all right. I'll okay. Be fine. All right. Um, what are your thoughts here on Jaws? Jaws is a very influential film as far as cinema goes. It is one of the greatest films of all times. One of the best. I would consider some mon movie, uh, monster movie because it it is in in certain aspects. Yes. 100%. And uh it also contains one of the best uh monologues in film history. So yes. yeah, fantastic. 100%. We'll get to that when we get to that part of the movie, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. What a fantastic. Oh, so so beautifully done. And I believe it wasn't in the script. I believe I, I read that or it was something that was an idea, but Robert Shaw made it his own. Yes. You changed your name? Oh, well, welcome in. 
I figured that was you because it was similar. And so it didn't throw me off that much. Um, so yeah, it's starting off jaws released June 20th, 1975. Yes. Chat. I am in, I'm not even 30 years old. My favorite movie has is over 45 years old. So my favorite movie came out a year before this. So I'm over there with you. Woohoo. There we go. See, it doesn't matter. Chat doesn't matter where, what year a movie comes out. It can be your favorite, regardless of your age. I sure. love this movie is fantastic. I've seen this movie over. Oh man. I don't need, I don't even know if I want to put a number on it because there, I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you. I am the type. This movie is one of those movies where I don't have to actually see it from the beginning to the end. I could just like be sitting on my couch, flipping through the channels. And if jaws on TV on any one of those movie channels, AMC, FX, whatever, it doesn't matter what part of the movie it's in. I'm going to watch the rest of it. It doesn't matter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I, like, it doesn't... That's how much I love this film. Um, <laughs> this was directed by Steven Spielberg back in his early days. This was, I believe, his second or third feature film. Was this right after The Duel? Do you uh, remember? He did Duel, and then there was... Oh, the pi- oh God. I almost just said Pineapple Express. Not Pineapple Express. <laughs> There's another movie that is similar in name. He's been a producer and stuff on so many things. I just literally need to find his direct. Okay. I gotta ask the I've gotta ask the hard questions. Um, so Duel technically wasn't a his first feature film because that was actually a TV movie. Uh oh, came out in 1972. Okay. His first feature film was the Sugarland Express, um, which had Goldie Hawn and other people I don't know. Never Sounds seen. Sounds familiar, but I have no idea what it's about. Um, so yeah, that was his first feature film, and so Jaws was his second feature film, um, coming out in 1975, which then, I mean, if you don't know who Steven Spielberg is, I mean, he's only directed some of the most influential films of all time. This is uh, probably, this is the movie that really put him on the map, though, wasn't it? Like, really, yes. like, oh, Spielberg made that. Well, yeah, because, I mean, this was also a film that was either going to make him a big name, or it was going to destroy him, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. because this film was a bitch to make. This was one of the, I mean, going back, anytime anyone ever asked him a question about Jaws or or what was like the hardest film you ever had to make, he'll always say Jaws. Jaws was horrific for him. Like the whole process behind the scenes, it was a nightmare. But then it turned out to be the first ever summer blockbuster in 1975. Yep. But only, and it was, it was huge. And then, of course, Star Wars broke it in 1977. But Bastards. yeah, Jaws, Jaws, listen, if Jaws was, you know, if the things that happened behind the scenes with Jaws didn't happen, this movie would have been so much worse. No, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, a lot of factoids uh, are going to be thrown out today, chat. We're going to get to the plot at some point, but a lot of, I have a lot of facts in my head and we got IMDb. IMDb, great, great site. Got a lot of cool facts on there, oh, yeah. especially things I didn't even know about. Um, so yeah, so as you know, if you've ever seen the film, this is about a shark terrorizing a small town, uh, on an Island, um, off the coast of New York, I believe, uh, right. Amity, I think Amity, they say that right. Is a, is off New York. I think it's somewhere up, up there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they talk about like, they talk about the Brody's talk about how they, they're from New York. Um, and then they moved, you know, they're from the city and then they moved here to because he got a job. Um, but yeah, this movie is. Uh, so the mechanic, they used a mechanical shark for all the shark scenes that you see, you know, 
any anytime you ever see the shark. It's a mechanical shark. It's all practical. It was made in 1975. CG wasn't a thing. Nope. So this is what they had to do. Now the problem was is uh a lot of movies that are based on the water, especially even nowadays, they're all done in a studio. Steven Spielberg said, I don't want to do this in a studio. I want to do this on the actual ocean. And that's what he did. He, <laughs> This man had some big, big kahunas because he, for one, he directed one film, feature film. You know, he had directed TV movies and commercials and stuff like that. But he had directed one film, and he was doing this already. He was putting his career on the line. Yes. Yeah. After one film, and it wasn't even a hit. So yeah, so they go to Martha's Vineyard. That is where uh, this movie was primarily filmed. Um, that's what I got my I got my Jaws shirt on. It's from Martha's Vineyard. I have to I had to wear my Martha's Vineyard Jaws shirt today. That's the just special fit, one, right? Just fit, yeah. Because for the rest of the for the rest of these movies. I got other shirts for those. Just, you know, generic jaw shirts. <laughs> this one is the most special for me. Um, yes, yeah. But yeah, so he wanted to film on the ocean. And so they decided to film, they decided to build a giant mechanical shark. They had to make this thing large and menacing. The biggest thing you've ever seen. Um, see, back in 1975, sharks were kind of, I mean, they were known about, of course, you know, from histories, retellings of, of shark encounters or whatever. Uh, but sharks were still, are still to this day, sorely misunderstood. And Peter Benchley, who is the author of the book, which came out in 1973 or four. Um, so yeah, the, the book was written and the movie was made within a couple years, I believe. Um, read the book. If anyone is a fan of Jaws here, read the book. Very different. To the 1974, movie. 1974. Okay. Is yeah, if it was it was very sh a very short time frame. I believe Benchley had just released the book, and Carl Gottlieb and Richard Zunick, who are the producers of this film, they they went and grabbed this book and read it and were like, "We want to make a movie out of this." When they went to go, when they went to go make the script for this for this movie, um, there was a lot of things that they had to change because it was kind yeah. of there was a lot of wacky things. So. Uh, in the in the book, I'll uh, spoil alert for anybody who's not read the book. This book is literally forty seven years old. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, Hooper, who is played by Richard Dreyfuss in the movie, uh, has an affair with Ellen Brody. <laughs> Dan, have you read this? Have you read? Josh? I have not. I, I I've watched. I, I do plan on it, but I've watched some of those. Like, what's the difference between like the novel? Oh, and okay, the show? yeah, yeah. So I, I know a little bit about it. But go ahead. So yeah, so um. Yeah, Hooper has an affair with Ellen Brody, uh, which is weird. That would have just thrown, I think, thrown the film off so much. Yeah, um, yeah. In the book, Hooper dies and not Quint, or maybe both of them die. I have, I'd have to. I, I, it's been a long time since I read the book, but I know that Hooper dies in the book, okay. where he does not in the film. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and there's a bunch of other ones that are just kind of out there. Um, but yeah, Peter Benchley. Uh, wrote the book, based it on a series of shark attacks back in 1916, yep. um, off of about. off of the Jersey Shore, where a bull yep. shark, a rogue, as they call him, a rogue bull shark, uh, pretty much terrorized the Jersey Shore for like a good amount of time before it was yep. eventually killed 
Um, but that's where his basis for Jaws came from. Uh, he, I watched the uh, an old uh, do you, when you were growing up. I'm sure you did because you're a shark guy. Did you watch like every summer Shark Week when that came? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yes, I, that's where I learned about like a lot of that was they had. A, I remember one of their things was about the 1916 shark issue in Eck and Jersey, which was really fascinating. Yeah, very interesting stuff. It was. Yeah, it, Shark Week and Croc Week. You know, Croc Week with Steve Irwin. That that was my that was my childhood. It was I on Animal Planet. Croc Week. Yeah, it was literally based on Steve Irwin and Crocodile Hunter. But yeah, that's man. that's a different story. Absolutely. Um, but uh, but yeah, he based it off of the of that real incident. Um, but he modernized it to that time to the seventies. Um, and just wrote it. Ba- you know, not for him not knowing what was going to happen after this. Um, he, to the day he died, he, he regretted, he regrets, regretted writing the book. Um, because it, because then eventually got turned into the movie, which then put a lot of fear in people's eyes that sharks are bad. Sharks are evil. They're out there to kill you. Uh, and sharks got pretty much, there was a a big boom of, of shark killings and just these Mm -hmm. crazy, I mean, still today, over a hundred million sharks are killed. Like every day or something like that. It's it's insanity. It like sharks are not bad people. Just throwing it out there. They're just doing their job, man. They don't know any better. They know you're in the water. You seem like something they could try eating. They're gonna taste try it out. They don't got hands. They can't they can't like what's this? Exactly. This is why I plan on jumping on a shark one day. They just I tell you this story. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay, so my plan was we were at the beach. I said, dear, if we were at the beach on the pier and I see a shark. I'm going to jump off the pier onto its back and just wrap my arms to be like, where's your revolutionary advantage now? I have thumbs and just like hold on for dear life. <laughs> Gargling because I'd be underwater, of course. That's funny. Carry on. Sorry. Carry um, on. <laughs> I mean, my number one, the number one thing I have on my bucket list is to swim with a gray white without a cage. That would be brilliant, dude. So they're yeah. so cool, though. I, yeah. I love sharks. So it's they're beautiful animals, and people need to chill the hell out. That's my husband. <laughs> oh yep. man, so good. Um, true facts. So yeah, uh, Peter Benchley regretted up until the day he died. He regretted writing the book, which then eventually got turned into the movie. People got bad perception of sharks. Um, him and his wife. Uh, I know they had a huge. Um, organization based around shark protection and uh up until he passed away uh early, i think the early 2000s um and peter benchley actually makes a cameo in this film do you know where does he really who, yes. who is he uh so on the fourth of july when everybody's on uh-huh. the beach and having fun uh he is the newscaster oh is he yeah he is the newscaster who is yep uh now- so yeah I know from, if I remember right, I don't know if he did, I'm I'm sure he did this intentionally being the writer. Like I've, from what I've heard the book, like there's not really like a real good guy in the book. They're all pretty horrible people. Oh yeah. They're, they're, they're all terrible people. Like, uh, like Martin is a, is an alcoholic, um, which uh, they kind of, they kind of put it in there in the movie. Like, I mean, of course, like the scene where he's at the table and he chugs like a giant glass of wine, but it's like, yeah. And he's drunk on the boat later on. Yeah. It's yeah. just that one scene. Yeah, Bob Special like alert, man. Breadcrumbs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, they made, they definitely, when they wrote the script for the movie, they definitely wanted to make uh, Brody the hero. They yeah. wanted to make Hooper, 
you know, they wanted to make all these characters kind of, uh, I don't know about relatable, but not hated. Like even Quint, like Quint wasn't a great person. Like he was out there, but, but, you know, he was, you know, he just had that fear, you know, especially when he retells the story. That's where he, that's where he becomes the person he is. Like he has that traumatic experience and, and so on and so forth. Yo, peekaboo. Welcome in. Thank you so much for being here. Hope you enjoy the show. Um, so yeah, uh, so Spielberg gets signed on to the film. I think uh, Universal pretty much didn't have a lot of faith in him. I think they kind of threw him to the wolves. They're like, yeah, sure, we'll hire him. He's probably he's probably going to want to quit or we're going to have to fire him at some point soon. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's insane how this movie put him on such a pedestal for the rest of his career. Um, yeah. Especially, you know, two years later. I mean, the fact that he was still able to put out a film and it to actually be successful, even at the coming out the same year as star Wars. Like he, he directed close encounters of the third kind, yeah. which came out in 77, which is the same year as star Wars. Yeah. And it's still, I mean, it didn't do well as well as I think they would have expected, but it was a completely different story to star Wars. You know, they're two space films about somewhat aliens, but I think it's a very underrated film. If you've never seen close encounters of the third kind, go see it. Also stars Richard Dreyfuss, who's in this film. It's got a lot of mashed potatoes in it. Mm-hmm. A lot of mashed potatoes. I'm actually kind of surprised they let him still make stuff after like all I've heard about this movie being way over schedule. Oh, way yeah. Way out of budget. Oh, like, yeah. Everything went wrong. It's it, the funny. The funny thing is, is that he actually didn't. He wasn't there uh, at the end of filming. He actually left. Oh, uh, I think he was expecting to get fired, so he kind of oh. just was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go." Um, he actually uh, wanted to start editing the film, what they had already, before yeah. before before anything, and he was afraid he was gonna get fired before he was able to do any of that. So he that left early cool. to go uh, start that process. Yeah, no way over budget, way way over time frame. I don't even remember how many days they were supposed to film. Uh, but the fact was, is they filmed on the ocean. That's that's insane. They actually felt like the ocean is very unpredictable. Where like yep. when you're filming a movie, like let's say you know when James Cameron was making Titanic, or uh, uh, when they were filming. I don't. If you ever seen the Perfect Storm, I have. Yes, I love that movie. Good but movie. like those movies are in controlled environments where they can control the waves and the what things look like and special effects, of course. You know, they couldn't, they didn't have that in 1975, but like for Spielberg to just be like, yeah, we're doing this is just damn. Like he wanted that authenticity, man. Yeah. And then uh, his worst nightmare came when he would go. So in the script, there was the shark was supposed to be seen a lot more than what it was. And every single day he would get a notification or like a call from his. Uh, from the you know whoever would set up the scenes and be like, hey, the shark's not working. We can't get the shark to work. They get the shark out into the water and it would sink to the bottom. They had to fish yeah. it out like a you know a dozen times and things wouldn't work properly. It was and then they figured out that the salt water was actually messing up the mechanisms inside, and that was what yeah. was causing all the major issues. So Spielberg had to go back and he had to rewrite the script to make it where the shark isn't seen. 
You know, it's that really eerie where you don't see the shark, but you know where he is. Like you got that yeah, sense yeah. where it's always from the shark's point of view, um, which because of that, I believe, you know, with the shark not working, it made the film, it made the film better because it's yeah. more suspenseful. Yeah. I feel like if you saw the shark all the time, it would just kind of get repetitive and, and I just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been as good. It wouldn't have grabbed you mm. like it, like it does now. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, even in the scenes like when uh, the was it the Kittner uh, boy gets attacked, you don't yep. see the shark. You see his fins as it's flipping yep. around. Yep. Um, and that's what you know when Brody sees sees it, and then uh, you know the scene like where the two guys are fishing off the dock with the big roast. Yeah. Yep, yep. And and you don't see the shark, but you see the the piece of the barge that gets pulled out, and then gets and then the shark's yep. coming in. You don't see him. It's it's such such better shots. Than if you were to have seen the shark the whole time, I think it just, I don't know when you first see the shark's head come out of the water, even though it to, to right now in 2021, you see the movie and you see the shark and you're like, Oh, Oh damn. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, a rough yeah. looking, that's a rough looking shark. But, uh, I mean, it's still one of those moments where you're like, Oh shit, that's what they're dealing with. That's, that's oh, what's yeah. been causing all this chaos. So yeah, that is, uh, that, those are my facts for right now until I can think of something else as we go through the plot. Do you have anything? Just the shark's name. Yes. What's the shark's name? Uh, the technicians, those people and staff named him Bruce. Yes. Wait. And, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go Keep ahead. going. No, no, you go ahead. Uh, fun fact, when they were naming the sharks in Finding Nemo, Bruce was named after the shark from Jaws. And we have a, we have a, uh, just the thing my wife knows, but there's like a stray cat that shows up around her house. He's a tomcat. <laughs> he's got a big head. Nice. He's just, and I just, I've always called him Bruce after the shark. He's just, a, he just comes in and eats and leaves. It's a big cat. <laughs> That's, That's all he does. Well, I got, I mean, I got Bruce back here. Hello, Bruce. <laughs> well, he's, it's, it's, it's the Jaws Bruce, not the Finding Nemo Bruce. But oh, no, yeah, have, the good, the real my, Bruce. Uh, oh, anybody, so anybody, anybody who's listening to this, I'm just showing my awesome Jaws toy. I would want to tell you how much I loved, even though I know it's a bad game because LJN made it. I love Jaws on the NES. Oh man, wait! You got a C? You got a CIB version of that? Where is it? Uh oh, it's somewhere around here. <laughs> I, re I rearranged my room and now I can't find it. No. <laughs> Apparently, we just blew someone's mind with that bit of trivia, too. Really? Yeah. Just Felt blew my worthy. mind on that? Um, I mean, I got a bunch of Josh stuff. I, I, do, have, I do have the uh, NES game. I bought it at uh, PAX East a few years ago. Did you get a complete in box? Or? No, it's just the cartridge. Oh, it's, I need to get a physical copy. It's not a very good game, but I love that no, damn I game. I have that and Jurassic Park. Oh, it's right Jurassic here. Jurassic Park. <gasps> I don't know. I don't own a copy of that. Yes. That's so good. And then I have, of course, I have this one sealed. Actually, this is the one I got at PAX East. It was uh, Jurassic Park. Um, I don't own that either for some reason. Jaws, uh, Jaws, I believe I bought at a local. Um, there was a, a game shop in our mall, which doesn't exist anymore. That's a damn shame. Yeah. The town I live in sucks. Uh, I don't know that feeling. <laughs> Phil, Phil can attest to that. Um, 
So yeah. Um, another thing before we start, uh, the cover of the movie, as mm-hmm. uh, for anyone who can see, uh, the cover is actually a replica of it's a redesign of the cover of the book. Oh, what's the original book cover look like? I should look that up. Yeah, look it up. It's literally the most. It literally is the most generic um, drawing. It's all line work. Um, and the artist, I can't remember what his name is, Roger Castell. Um, oh, yeah. who actually I, who actually drew all the Star Wars posters? Actually, he drew a lot black, of posters. Right? Yes, it's all in black, and the shark and the girls like in like a white. That's dope. I'm sorry, keep going. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Um, yeah. So uh, Roger Castell, who is the artist who created the poster, the poster art, also created the poster art for all the Star Wars films, Indiana Jones films, pretty much anything that Steven Spielberg directed. He made the art for. I mean, I know Steven Spielberg didn't do Star Wars, but um, a lot of famous poster art is done by Roger Castell. And your boy has an autographed uh, picture from Roger. Oh, that's awesome, dude. And in this picture, you can see uh, you can see everything on her. It's very clear. As you should be able to. <laughs> it's because it's HD. That's why it is 100 percent. <laughs> I'm gonna get this. this the 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 vod's gonna get taken down just because I have the Jaws poster on the thing, and people are gonna be, oh man, there's been boobs on this thing the whole time. <laughs> All I saw was glare the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. I'm sure we'll think of some more random trivia. Yeah. All right. Here we go. It's plot time for Jaws. We start off with an ominous shot of what we believe to be the shark swimming through the depths, through the weeds, as we hear John Williams' amazing score start behind him. John Williams, as you know, probably one of the greatest composers of all time, uh, writing pretty much, you could, if you think of like major music for, for film, it was John Williams, Star Wars, Jaws, Jurassic Park, uh, back to the future. Back. No, back to the future. Wrong. Nope. Wasn't him. Um, lot of amazing films et uh why am i blanking right now i feel like he's done some i mean he has done a lot more uh, I'm, just having a hard time I'm actually i just pull, I just pulled it up uh indiana jones yep oh harry That's potter random. harry potter he did write the harry potter music um he did. allegedly i'm just kidding <laughs> allegedly <laughs> um but yeah so you have the shark swimming ominously as oh you you believe to be the shark of course it is um and you got the score behind it showing of course back in the back years ago i mean sometimes films do it today but years ago movies always started with credits it always show you who's in the film yes it's always good you know it kind of builds up to what you're about to see for the next two hours so you know it shows all the actors a lot of actors probably a lot of people here won't know uh uh why am i blanking right now Roy Scheider, who plays yep. Brody, uh, Richard Dreyfus, who plays yep. Hooper, and Robert Shaw, who plays uh, Quint. Um, oh boy, I'm having a hard time remembering people's names right now. So. I can go back and look. I uh, just talked uh, Lorraine Gary, who plays Ellen yep. Brody, Murray Hamilton, who plays Vaughn, who's the mayor. Um, our and, real villain of the movie. Yes, he is the villain of this movie. Yes. And we get to we get to the villains of this series, which I don't even know if 
And to be honest, I think he's the only villain of this whole series because I think the rest of the movies, it's really kind of just the shark. Yes. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I mean, I guess it, I guess in Lord. three, we'll get to, I mean, we get to that point. Three has one. Does it? Yeah, it does. I mean, it's kind of just the collective. It's not one person. I thought it was just a hand grenade. No, the villain of <laughs> Jaws 3? <laughs> yeah, no, the it. villain of Jaws 3 is the director of Jaws 3. <laughs> there, you, there you go, there you go. It was Universal Why? going, we need to do this. And they're like, no, we don't. <laughs> Why have you forsaken us? Oh, man. So yeah, this is the title card where it shows Jaws. And then we get a beat shot where it's a bunch of people getting high, drinking, and... uh singing songs and guys playing harmonica i can still hear the song in my head some tongue wrestling oh yeah some some people making out uh and this and this dude uh is hitting on this girl chrissy uh and you'll hear her name a lot uh once later on in the scene um but yeah he's, he's he's talking to her having a good time and then she asks him if he wants to go swimming so they run off, and as they're running off, Chrissy is stripping down to nothing. And this dude is—I don't remember if he had a name. Was it? Do you have a name? I—I I don't think he was in like what three scenes. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah it was, I don't think so. He's in this scene, and then he's in the next scene when they find uh, Chrissy. I just want to state how suspiciously good she is at taking her clothes off, and oh, how man, absolutely poor he is at taking his clothes off. Well, I mean, his excuse was he was plastered. He was—he was gone. Um, but yeah, she was, she like, it was like no, no effort at all. She was just in a matter of seconds, just completely. It's like that, scene from, it's like that scene from Bruce Almighty where he just throws his arms yeah. back. <laughs> his That's exactly, yeah, exactly, like. exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, she, she jumps in and drunk guy is just having a hard time. And then it gets to the point where he is just done. Takes, just takes a snooze on the beach and she's yep. swimming, doing some, you know, leg stuff out there and showing off, showboating. And that's when it all starts. One of the, to be honest, the first time I ever saw this, I was five. Way too young. Way too young. But my grandma, bless her heart, she showed me this film and made me fall in love with film. That was, this yeah. was literally the start of, of my addiction to, to, to film. I don't know why I didn't get into it or why I didn't pursue it, but she is a huge part of, of my journey into this and having me fall in love with movies like Jaws and Jurassic Park and, um, you know, having me watch movies that a lot of people probably my age never have never seen, you know, yep. I'm, you know, I'm a, a, almost 30 years old and I've seen probably a lot more films, you know, from the sixties and the seventies and even the eighties. I mean, there's a lot of people who haven't even seen certain films from the eighties. There are people my age who have never seen Indiana Jones. What is wrong with you? Is that was that a hit at me? I'm just like, have you never seen Indiana <laughs> Jones? Not really. I've seen parts oh, of them. No. Oh, dude, I have ever since I've started streaming, and everybody caught wind that I've not seen <laughs> Indiana Jones. It's been like this lynch mob. Like every time you watch Indiana Jones, you watch Indiana Jones for like years. Angela can attest. <laughs> True fact. Oh, I swear. Man. Oh man. I'm sorry. That wasn't a shot to you. I did not know you've never seen Indiana Jones, but what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> a lot more than oh, not seeing boy. Indiana Jones. Sure oh, do. man. That's okay. Um, 
so yeah, she's doing her thing out there, swimming around, and we see we go back to the shot of it's a first person sh- uh, shot of we you know all know it's the shark coming up slowly as the music builds up, and then she gets a, and then it shows her and she gets a little tug, and her, the the thing is the acting from this from this actress, fantastic Susan oh, Backlinen, uh, who plays Chrissy, phenomenal. And if you want to know the story about the behind the scenes, the making of the scene, uh, she gets thrown around. So she is strapped into a harness. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. It was actually a harness on her on her waist because they didn't want, you know, they didn't have anything to hide anything above. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and when she gets when she gets pulled around, like she said that the whole time it hurt, like it was painful. I imagine. And she said that some of the screams were actually like genuine screams of like pain um, as she's being tugged around. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, she does a fantastic job. Just the emotion on her face when that f- first tug and then she gets kind of, you know, grabbed and moved around and she's like struggling to, to take breath. And then she just yeah. gets dragged back and forth. And then she's like holding on to the, the buoy out there. And just the the guttural screaming, and no one hears her. By the nope. way, no one hears her. The guy on the beach is passed out, and all the people. How far did she run? That's what I was going to say. How far did they run? Do you tell me nobody is hearing this guttural death scream from the? Yep. Fi- I don't know, man. It was. I mean, they're probably all drunk and in the same situation as drunk guy on the beach. Um, but yeah, she gets to- she gets tossed around and then gets yanked under. And uh, it's just that calming zoom out of the water just kind of slowly going up and down, which is fantastic. And then we meet the Brody family. The good yeah. Brody family, yes. by the way. We've already talked about a Brody family, but we were ignore that they ever existed. Yeah, let's push them aside. Aaron Taylor Johnson, flick you. Dude, uh, what if they remade Jaws and they had Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh man, let's not wish that upon anybody. No, no, absolutely not. If this movie ever gets remade, that'll just be a bomb, an abomination in itself. This yep. movie doesn't just is perfect the way it is. Um, yep. so yeah, we meet uh Martin and Ellen Brody. Best remake, lies. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it right now. So Thank yeah, we you, meet. Wife. Yeah, so we meet Martin and Ellen Brody, and. uh he is, I, I believe this is like his first, is this his first day on the job? Like, I feel um, like it was kind of like his like first week or first day on the job. Because everybody knows who he is. Like when yeah, he goes into town and. I know it's first summer and then they bought the, fall, yes. the house in the fall because he was complaining about the sun coming in. Right. I remember the sun shining in my eyes. Yeah. And uh, he asks like where the boys are. As you know, they have two sons, uh, Sean and. Michael, 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 sorry. Michael's the oldest and Sean is the youngest. Um, And they are prominent characters for the duration of this franchise. Literally. Yep. Yep. It's true. Uh, So hold on to your butts there. Um, We, yeah. So they're kind of, you know, uh, you know, he's kind of grunging around like, man, did I make a mistake? Like, I feel like he questions himself every day. He wakes up. He's like, did I make a mistake? And she's like, I mean, you kind of already made the decision, you know, we got to kind of live with it. They go downstairs. He's 
uh, she's making breakfast. He gets a phone call, which uh, is for him to go down and meet up with uh, Hendrix, who is his like deputy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they found a body on the beach. But before that, his son, Michael, just comes in with this giant gash in his hand. He's yeah. like, look what I he got. What do you say? I did. I got bit by a dinosaur or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember what he says. Yeah, something like that. This kid is a beast. He just takes, he's coming he's in with like this like super deep cut. Just like, look, mom, look what I can do. <laughs> High fives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, sad story about the actor who played uh, Michael. I believe he passed away. Really? In 2000. Hmm. He was actually from Massachusetts. I believe he was like a local that they hired to do the movie. Interesting. Yeah, 37 that years sucks. old. It's really unfortunate. Um, so yeah, so uh, Martin leaves his family uh, to go down and meet Hendrix. Like we said, he's the deputy of Amity, Amity Island, the island that they all reside where all the shenanigans go down. Uh, and a fun fact, the vehicle, his Bronco or whatever, I believe it's a Bronco. A um, Blazer. Or the Blazer. It's a K5 um, Blazer. Or a K5 Blazer. Yeah, go ahead. It is the same vehicle that Hooper or Hopper uses in Stranger Things. Um, the oh. u- uh, the uniforms uh, and the vehicle that he drives are the same, were replicated for Stranger Things. Hooper That's wears brilliant. the same style uniform <laughs> and he drives the same vehicle, but set, in different, set in different towns. Kind of an, a cool homage to, to this film. And his name is. Uh, Hopper. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but his name is Hopper. One of the characters in this is Hooper. I just made that my own fact, okay? It might not even be true, but it sounds good to me, right? Okay. I believe it. (laughs) So, he goes down and meets Hendrix, and uh, Hendrix is on the beach, and or no, he meets up with with the drunk guy. Yeah, on yeah. the beach and he's well, you're wandering. not wrong Hendrix is on the beach as well but oh yeah but him. but he's in a very distraught place when we see him <laughs> yeah. for the first time um so he goes down uh he's talking to the kid talking about like where he's from and you know hey you're you're, you're not an islander are you like you don't seem like an islander trying to like poke fun that martin is not like he for one you find out he does not like the water yeah, he is a sheriff or he is a chief of a island town. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's always kind of a the, everybody in this movie is like poking at him. Like, how can yeah. you be oh, the yeah. chief of this of this place and you don't even like the water? It doesn't make any sense. It's all about the money. Or somebody was trying to kick. You never know why he takes the job. I believe it's probably because of money. But it's never mentioned, and it probably shouldn't. It doesn't need to be mentioned because nobody cares. Um, but yeah, so they're going around talking, and then they hear the whistle, uh, and Hendrix has found the body of Chrissy. Um, he is distraught, just on the beach, on his knees, just like compl- uh, just never seen anything like this before. Yeah, yeah uh, goes down, and you see the mangled remains of Chrissy. And then it seems it seems everybody's pretty phased by that one, even uh, Martin. Yeah. Um. And then it cuts to, I believe, uh, they go to the hardware store, right? They're going to, they're like, walking around the, uh, down down the streets. Or maybe this was before. Does it think, go I with him walking goes, around the town and seeing everybody, and then he goes to the beach? 
I think I think he goes. It, he it's to him in his office. It cuts to them in their in the office because this is the, the other scene where the kids in. Right, he's the like walking in there. Yeah, they're like drinking like alka yes. seltzer or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he walks. Uh, that one lady walks in his secretary or whatever. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, you you meet a bunch of bubbly characters. You meet the guy at the bike shop who's like mad because the boys keep hitting his fence. They, they keep doing karate on yeah. my. <laughs> they keep karate chopping the fence. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens in Beach Town. It's always it's always a great thing. Um, and then yeah, you go to you finally get to the police station. Um, and then he meet you meet the secretary, I believe. I can't remember her name. Um, I don't remember. She's only in like that scene. Yeah, she? she's in that scene, but she has a, a very distinct name. Maybe she's uncredited. No credits she's, for you. I know there's a there's a lady credited in this movie just as fat girl. All right, you gotta love it. Are you There's, a lot. There's a lot of uncredited. There's a lot of uncredited characters in this. Polly, Polly is her name. I remember now. Well, actually, I saw the name and it kind of popped in my head. Um, so yeah, so you meet Polly, who is, uh, I believe, the secretary of the of the police station. Um, and she's telling him the same thing about the kids karate chopping the the fence <laughs> posts and. Yeah. All that, and then she tells him about the the boy, about the kid, the drunk kid, and then yeah. they go to the beach. They wander the beach, and then you see Hendrix finding the body. After that, uh, Martin is is determined. He find they found this body. He is determined. They got to close the beaches. So they go yeah. to the hardware yeah. store. He buys a bunch of wood and and paintbrushes and all that stuff. And he tells Hendrix, "Hey, beaches beach beaches are closed." Um, and so yeah, so Hendrix goes off to do that, and I believe this is—is is this the scene where they're driving down, or he's runs into the mayor? Yeah, because he's going down to the the beach because there's like a Boy Scout troop that's practicing right. swimming or something. Right. He's like, yes. oh, I gotta run down there, and then the yeah. mayor meets him on the little on the tr- on the going. on the ferry that that Fair, ferries him across there. So yeah, and uh, the mayor who is just—he's all about the money because this town. I mean, this town is like Hampton Beach, you know, Cape Cod. A lot of these places up here in the Northeast um, that are based on, you know, summer money. You know, the summer is huge money for these places. And the fact that Martin is just his like his first big thing is to close the beaches um, when they don't know, you know, for one, he's kind of doesn't know exactly what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, yeah. So the mayor goes onto the boat and he's like, hey, Martin, what, what what's going on? Why are you closing the beaches down? And he's and you know Martin automatically assumes it's a shark attack. Like he are he pretty much is like, yeah, this was definitely a shark attack. Well, the um, coroner tells him earlier in the film because he's remember he's typing yes, out it's on yes, and he puts shark attack on the yeah. on the sheet. Um, and then but the coroner's right there with the mayor. Yeah, and, and he's like, yeah. I make mistakes sometimes. It's like you yeah. slimy mother. <laughs> yeah, it was a boating accident. Yeah, it was a boating accident. It, it's it happens all the time. Does it really? Because that seems. It's terrible, like unsafe. You should probably look into that. But yeah, we all. The mayor is just trying to weasel his way out of having the mm-hmm. beaches closed. Um, and Martin is like, "No, this is. I mean, you you told me. You told me this is a shark attack. Well, we make mistakes." And he's all pissed off. And uh, oh yeah, and this is when uh, the mayor is. Um, oh, what is the quote? It's like something about like close the or you know 
people from out of state come here, give us summer dollars. So, oh, man, I can't remember the whole quote. Man, I'm bad. And then, well, I remember the bit that says you go to the beach and you yell barracuda, and everybody's gonna be like, "What?" But you go to the and you, but you yell shark, then you're gonna have whatever a panic on the Fourth of July. I remember that right. part of it. But he gives the whole spiel about like how we would essentially would fold without summer money, right? Which is not necessarily wrong, but it's the wrong motivation so, to keep up, right? Right. Um. So. So yeah, so they don't close the beaches. Like he has to revoke it. He had pretty much has to go yeah. back and can't close them because the mayor is like, "Why are we closing the beaches when it wasn't a shark?" Um. So we're on the beach, I believe. Right? Yeah. Is this the yeah. this is the beach? This is the beach scene. Um, yeah. where Martin is, he's he is focused. He is just staring out into the water, looking at all the kids having fun, tossing around ball. Yeah. You got a guy who's got a who's got his uh throwing a, a stick to his dog pippin pippin yeah. pippin where'd you go <laughs> uh the the movie the meg actually threw an homage to that uh to that dog um, oh really there was a just a throw-off character uh, there was uh, when the the meg is going towards hong kong i believe going towards a beach in china or mm-hmm. somewhere wherever the movie was based in and there was a wedding going on, and the maid or the the bride had a dog, and her name was Pippin, or uh, maybe it was just in her language the dog was called Pippin, but it was kind of a cool like that's, throwback that's that a lot of people probably wouldn't have known. But yeah, so the guy's throwing a stick to his dog. A lot of things are just going on on the beach, and then you got the uh, the old guy coming up uh, to him, and uh, he go. I think he tell he says to him like, "I heard you're afraid of the water, chief." Yeah. And then he goes, well, that's some bad hat, Harry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which exactly. is a, a production company now. I yep. don't remember whose it is, though. It's not J.J. Abrams because he's bad robot. I can't remember who it is, but there is a, yeah. a big-time director or somebody who has a production company called Bad Hat Harry, which is based off this film. Yeah, that's some bad hat, Harry. That's yeah. That so, yeah, so, he's, so he gets angry, walks away, and uh, Ellen, the wife, is talking to... Um, her friends who are also like representatives of the town, Brian um, Singer. Brian, oh god, we don't need to talk about him. <laughs> oh god, that's unfortunate. I can't always spawn uh, good things, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they're talking on the beach, and Martin, like, they're trying to have a conversation with Martin. He is too focused on just paying attention to what's going on in the water. Um, and then we cut to uh the Kittner, the Kittners. Uh, who Alex Alex Kittner who is a little boy mm-hmm. who wants to go out on his floaty um, yeah, tells his mom longer mom yeah and she's like your hands look like prunes five more minutes so he goes out on his little floaty floating around kids are playing like tossing a football in front of him and uh, then we see like the guy who was throwing a stick to his dog, he's like, Pippin, like calling for him. He's nowhere around. So you're already kind of like, oh shit, what's going to happen? Foreshadowing. Right. And then it shows us the shot of back to our first person shot of something swimming underneath everybody. And then you see from a distance, well, you see it come up, but then you see the shot is from Martin's perspective of of the of the floaty flipping around and you see the fins of the shark and then you just see and then you just see a geyser of blood 
holy crap it was like johnny depp dying in nightmare on elm street yes coming yes. out of the bed that's what yeah, reminded like, me of it's it was cool though how like from his shot you got all those people in the way so right. like you can't well I mean, you can see it but you it's all obscured and it looks cool I like that. The, the, these were fantastic shots because it shows the perspective of martin looking at this happening but then it turns yeah. around to his face and it's that zoom in like with yeah. that ominous music i love that shot it's yeah, it's, it's so, so good, good. Um, and the kid, and then you got the kids screaming, um, running in. Everybody's running in. He's he runs to the edge of the water. He won't step in the water. Yeah, that just shows how that. afraid he is of the water. Dude, I love how like he was kind of dedicated. Like he runs up, like hits the water, and like looks down and kind of stops and looks around, and yells at everybody to get him out. Yeah. I just love that. He was dedicated to that role, dude. He did good. Oh, oh yeah, Roy Scheider, fantastic. Um, I love Roy Scheider. Uh, he, yeah, he's he's ushering everybody in everybody's grabbing their their kids and then you get the really sad shot of mrs kittner walking up to the edge of the water and calling out for alex and uh all you see is his floaty hit the beach covered in blood with yep. big giant bite out of it and it's it's a sad shot even you know yep. with all the times i've seen this movie it's it, it you know being a parent myself it's terrifying absolutely terrifying oh, yeah. and just the, the actual fear and then the the scene with her later is just heartbreaking oh, um God. like i'm sure you probably noticed this as well like like you would watch stuff like this when you're younger and it wouldn't phase you but the moment you have kids you're like this is entirely different my perspective yes. is entirely different on these scenes yeah 100 percent um and so you know there is no there is no doubt that this was a shark attack. There was no doubt. There's no way anybody is going to try to weasel their way out of out of this whole situation. The mayor cannot deny that what was you know, Martin watched it happen. Like yeah. he saw it, and and there was other people on the beach who saw it happen because there was the one guy like a, a little bit down from him who was like, "Did you see that?" Like and yeah, so yeah, it's exactly. like slowly walking towards. Yep. So and then you see the shot of the hallway of of all the reporters. And one of the reporters, one of the, the louder reporters, his name is Meadows. Uh, he's actually the guy who got um, the rights to this to the book and really? wrote, the, wrote the screenplay for Jaws. He was a huge um, contributor into getting this film made. Uh, Carl Gottlieb. Um, but yeah, he actually has a fantastic book about the whole making of this movie. Um, and also, Chad, if you want to watch the behind this, like the making of this movie, uh, I believe the documentary is called The Shark Doesn't Work. Um, hey, there you it go. is, it is you literally go. the making of Jaws. It is amazing. Um, That's a brilliant name. Really shows. Also, there is a uh, a podcast series. Let me see if I can find it. I used to listen. I'd listen to it. It's called Inside Jaws. Just type in Inside Jaws on podcast services. Um, and it's uh, this guy does breakdowns of movies in podcast form, but like with um, like acting audio, like people acting out like certain real life people but it's also cool. got a lot of really cool facts and there was some facts in there i was like oh i didn't even know that but yeah i like that two two things you guys should check out if you are interested to more learn more about this film um so yeah they're going through the hallway uh meadows is talking about the the kittner about mrs kittner how she has a reward out um for anyone yeah. who gets the shark that killed her boy um and then you go into like this boardroom um, it's kind of like where all the, the town representatives meet up. Um, yeah. They're talking about, you know, Martin's it's dead. So he's like, close the beaches. Like I tried to do this before, close the beaches. And still people are still going, 
ah, close the beaches. You're like, yes. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. yeah, I know. Right. And then the mayor like throws his no for 24 hours. Right. Right. Yes. And, Only and for 24 then, hours. Yeah. And then Sheriff Brody's like, I didn't agree to that. And like, yeah. it's just kind of small town politics. Yeah. It, yeah, and the the woman who's like in the front row, who is the woman that Ellen was talking to on the beach when it, before the Kittner kid gets killed, she's a no, yeah. she's obnoxious. I can't even remember her name. But she's uh, I can't stand I her. She, she owns the hotel, I think, is what she said. I think oh. she owns one of the hotels or something. I think okay. just like her character like says on a throwaway line or something. Oh, okay. Um, and then we get the. The, the worst sound ever, which is somebody putting <laughs> their nails on a chalkboard, just scratching down on a picture of a shark. Um, and it is, we finally meet Quint. Played by Robert Shaw. And he is the shark man. He is the shark hunter. Yes. Uh, I believe his character was, was actually based off of an, a real life, um, like one of the big time shark hunters. Back in the seventies, really? yeah, uh, I can't remember what his name was, but yeah, he was. This guy was just—he was determined to get always get the biggest great white, always you know, hunt and kill. He pretty much was a guy who was like, "I will kill them all." Like I believe. Um. So yeah, so we meet Quint. He is like, "I'll kill the shark," and I don't forgot how much does he ask. Ten grand. Ten. The guy risking my neck for no three Chad. grand. Ten grand. Can we do? Can we do? How much that is in today dollars? <laughs> I'm gonna write that actually. Ten grand. Calculate the value of ten grand. So yeah. So he asked. He said he he will hunt the shark down. He will. He will bring it back, and he gets to keep it. That was one of his things too. Like it's mine. Fifty thousand um, dollars. So yeah, so he pretty much asked for fifty grand to kill this shark, which to be honest, that's actually a pretty decent amount of money. Um yeah. Frank Mundus, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh so yeah, he was based on Frank Mundus was I mean, listen, at the time I guess it was just you know, people didn't see it as bad. They didn't know what the repercussions were gonna be oh, yeah. of of wiping sharks out. Uh so so yeah, so pretty much Quint is like, ah, yeah, this is this is my thing. Just give me the money and uh, I'll I'll get it done. And so he yep. goes off, and everybody's kind of just like, what the hell just happened? Like, what? Yeah, he, he just walks out. I was like, <laughs> he's oh. like, oh, okay, okay. Um, and it, the Fourth of July is coming up real fast, and so mm -hmm. uh, they, you know. Every fisherman, because this is an island town, so there's a lot of fishermen on this island, meaning there's a lot of people who want this reward that Mrs. Kittner had put out. So you yes. have literally Brody and uh, Hendrix like trying to keep order as people yeah, are just right. people are putting dynamite in boats and gasoline and yeah. just create the craziest things. And there's this like the like the seeds where he keeps walking up to boats. He's like you're not going to bring that. Are you? And they're like, yeah, no, like, there's too many people on that boat. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when we meet Hooper for the first time, Matt Hooper played by Richard Dreyfuss, Richard Dreyfuss, who is been in ridiculous amount of films. He's the only remaining 
main cast member still alive today. Um, but he's been in films as, I mean, he was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He was in uh, a Amazing Comedy starring Bill Murray, What About Bob? Have you ever Bob seen What About Bob? I've been delighted oh, to see it. my goodness, hilarious. Richard Dreyfuss, fantastic in it. I mean, he's been in so many films. Um, but the, I'm talking about films that are like alive in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Roy Scheider actually, fun fact, played Frank Castle's dad in the uh, Thomas Jane Punisher movie. Did you know that? Did he really? Yes. He played. <laughs> I actually like that movie. <laughs> yeah. He played Frank Castle's dad. So he doesn't make it very long. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, he was in The French Connection with Gene Hackman, which is a, a great movie from the early 70s. I believe that came out a few years before this one. I remember him from like Sequest, DSG or whatever, DSV, one of the Sequest franchises, the series. Oh, totally yeah. Series. That's what I remember him from before this movie, before I watched this movie. Yeah, and he was in All That Jazz, which is a All bi- That Jazz, which is a it's a movie based on um it was a, a guy who does a lot of like Broadway musicals back in like the night or the seventies and eighties. They actually made a show on FX this year based on that guy too. Whatever. I digress. You're fine. Um, so yeah, so we finally meet Matt Hooper and he introduces himself. And the first thing that Brody tells him to do is, Hey, can you go like control that? Can you go like make sure all those guys aren't going on that boat. And he's like, uh, okay, sure. I've never met anybody here, but I will try to be an authority figure here and try to prevent people from killing themselves. Um, and he goes to, <laughs> this is, I love the sea. Cause he goes to, to tell these guys like, Hey, like there's too many people on that boat. You guys are like, it, it's going to be bad. And they're, and they just kind of throw him off. And he like, he turns around and walks away. Now I'm gonna die. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. I'll let you get to it. But there's a scene coming up here too that I like too. So good. So yeah. So he meets back up with Brody and explains who he is. Uh, that he works for the Oceanography or the Oceanographic Institute. Um, it, pretty much his life is dedicated to studying sharks and the behaviors and all that stuff. So he was sent here to kind of figure it all out. It uh, that was actually the scene. It was right before they like figure out where it is. He like opens the door to their little shack. He's like, "Oh, you know those eight guys in that boat? Yes. Well, none of them are gonna make it out of the harbor alive." Yes. <laughs> like, okay. See, Hendrix, these are your people. Go talk to them. People, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen license plates out there? <laughs> yeah, from Connecticut, Rhode Island, New That's York. So good. So good. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, so he introduces himself and tells him who he is, and, and then Brody like was like all excited. And then they go to the coroner's office because Hooper wants to see the body, wants to see Chrissy's body, right? It's Chrissy's body they look at because I don't think they ever yeah. find. I don't know. No. I mean, they don't. They don't ever make mention of ever finding uh, Alex's body. No, as um, small as you want, right? Yeah. Tired. So they go and. Hooper's examining the body and he just lays into this corner. He's like, who the hell put this down as a boat accident? This was no yeah. boat accident. It's like, it's like, Oh, where's the body? And it's just like brought out a tote. Yeah. It's like a little gray Tupperware tote. Like, wow. This is all that's left over. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and him just laying into this corner. Who's just kind of sitting in the corner. Just 
like he knows he's wrong. He knows he knows he was right the first time, but of course the mayor is covering it all up to prevent the beaches oh, yeah. being closed. So yeah, Hooper goes off on him, says it's a shark. Um, and then we get they go back down to the dock where uh a couple guys go down or a couple guys caught the shark. Yes, in quotations because it's not the shark. Um, so yeah, they catch the shark. Happens to be, uh, well, actually, we'll get to the scene because I love this scene. Me and my brother always quote this all the time. So they go down to the dock. They're they're very excited because they think it's a shark. Well, everybody thinks it's a shark except for Hooper. Hooper knows for a fact he's like studying the bite radius and all that stuff of the shark because he had looked at the body of Chrissy to determine it's not the shark. And uh, (laughs) he's he's measuring the bite radius. He's measuring the bite radius and the guys come over and he's like, what are you, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, well from this, uh, bite radius, um, this isn't it. And, and, the, yeah, yeah. and they're like, what kind of shark? Oh no, they're like, they're like poking at it with a pencil and they're like, what kind of shark is it? And Hooper's like, it's a tiger shark. And the guy's like, Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want that God, on my sound. I want that as on my soundboard. Just a just a oh what? And then the I, next. I love... go, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'll say the the rabble rousers. It's before all that's where they all leave on the boat. They're like chum in water and like yeah. throw little explosives in the water. Guns. It's it's a great yeah. scene. Anyway, that's prior then, to all this. And then you got Ben Gardner out there leading his guy. Ben Gardner, who uh, he's not a main a, a big character, but you'll. F- He's a character that they talk about later because they end up finding him. Um, yeah, he's a local, at least. Yeah, for them, and yeah. he's he's a very wise man <laughs> kind of talking to the guys on his boat, pretty much calling everybody idiots around him. Yeah. Like, eh, this is not what we're doing, but we're here anyways because we want the money too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it goes from that to then them turn around like, what's this bite, bite radius crap? Like, what? get the hell out of here. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> and and the, yeah, him and the guy, the main guy and Hooper are just getting into a yelling match. And, you know, the, the paper wants to take a picture of everybody by the shark and everybody's all excited. And then it kind of goes silent as we see Mrs. Kittner wander into the scene wearing all black because she probably just came from her son's funeral. Um, And she lays into Brody because she knew that she finds out that he knew that there was a shark um, because she had heard about Chrissy and, uh, and she pretty much is just like, why were the beaches open? You knew that it was what it was. And Oh man, such an emotional scene, especially watching it as an adult. Um, Because like, yeah, it's the same. I mean, I think anybody would be in that same situation, you know, You, you, you know, I mean, to the extreme of of people going out there and trying to kill, <laughs> kill the shark. Like you don't know which one it was. Like there are shark attacks all yeah. the time, um, yeah. and it, it's hard to pinpoint. You know what shark it was. Did the shark do this on purpose? No, this is a movie. This is all. Yeah. This is all a, a very highly exaggerated shark. Like yeah. it's. There's actually a show that they showed on Shark Week a couple years ago. It was called Rogue Shark. Um, we're yeah. pretty much talked about how, I mean, there are such thing as a rogue, a rogue sharks. Like there are rogue sharks out there, but they're not like this. And it's always yeah. because of something. Um, there's usually something 
um, wrong with the shark, like chemically wrong with them. Yeah. Um, because sharks, uh, great whites don't usually like they'll be with other great whites, but they're usually solitary animals. And listen, yeah. chat sharks bite people because they don't have hands. Okay. They yeah, can't exactly. touch what, you know, if they see something, they don't know what it is. Biting is their way of figuring out what it is. That's why a lot of shark bites or shark attacks are a shark biting and then going away because yeah, like whatever little they're little, they put everything in their mouth. Yeah. Like that. So they don't, you know, they, yeah, they're taste testing. Exactly. They're yeah. pretty much figuring out what it is. They don't like it. They go away. The thing of it is, is like when people, you know, you hear a lot of shark attack stories where like a shark, you know, grabs onto somebody and doesn't let go. You do realize like something's like thrashing around, you know, they, for one, sharks have protective layers on their eyes. So when they go to bite something, they put this flap down over their eyes, which for one, it, it messes with their vision. Uh, yeah. So they can't actually see very well when they have that layer on, but it also protects their eye from being damaged during, let's say they, they go after a seal or a whale or something, you know, they don't want to get their eyes damaged. Um, so yeah, it's just what sharks do. And people, yeah, a lot right. of people still don't understand that. That's why I referred to this as a monster movie earlier. Because exactly, this is a Actually, very oh good. This is a very. I mean, there was a lot of films back in you know the seventies and eighties that were just. I mean, they, they made a. I think they made a Jaws like clone, but with an orca. Yeah, they did. And it was called orca. orca. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, there was another. What was the shark movie that was made around this time? Around this time. Yeah, there was a there was another one. It was like eighty one or something. Like it was in that era of like knockoffs. I'll have to look it up. I'll, I'll look it up later. But anyway, um, do, I mean, since uh, how many people do you know that have been been, been attacked by a shark? If I can ask that question, me personally, yeah. I'd zero. I, my friend, I, my friend, his his brother went to the beach and he got bit on the foot by a shark. Is the only person I know. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen. I know it's very rare. You know it's very rare. It's right. not a common thing. We're not their prey item. We shouldn't be in the water. Like I mean, we're playing it, but that's not our place to be. It's where sharks live. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to happen eventually. It's it's one of those things where it, it, this is what I compare a shark attack to. It's like you wander into some. You go into somebody's house. That's not. It's not your house. Like you break into somebody's house, and then the person attacks you. And then you get mad at them. Well, well, get out of my house. Exactly. Why are you here? Like, exactly. listen, the ocean is huge. Like, you know, humans have been on this earth for, you know, an insane amount of years. But the fact that people are still so stupid <laughs> to believe like sharks are out to get us. And it's it's the same for, with any type of animal, you know. Animals have instincts to protect themselves. And in Shark's case, they don't, like I said before, they don't have hands, they can't feel, they can't touch you, they can't grab you and be like, oh, well, that's a person, you know? Yeah, exactly. Their teeth, their teeth are their hands, they bite you, they figure out you're not my food, and they go away. But unfortunately, yep. you're paying the consequences because you just got attacked by a shark, not really attacked by a shark, in, in my eyes, it's more of just you were investigated by a shark and it unfortunately has, could have dire consequences. Yo, what up, Rudy? Welcome in. How are you? Yeah, it's just oh. part of... They very much demonized it in this movie, which is a shame because most of the public 
doesn't think about stuff like this and they're just like right. they're evil like no it's yeah so uh let's see it's where we just did the scene where um uh the the kid's mom like slaps yeah Brody. she slaps him i guess she had to do that a lot it was a lot of takes to get that slap oh, right and she actually slaps him Oof. and the actress who played her uh lee fiero uh, she is actually asked quite often by people to have her slap them. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right. it's It, it was funny. When I watched the documentary, that was like one of her things. She was like, yeah, I literally, like if I'm in, because they have, I think it's like every five years, they have uh, in Martha's Vineyard, they'll have like a Jaws fest to celebrate, really? to celebrate the movie, especially since, you know, it kind of put, you know, them and the the Jaws and the Kennedys put Martha's Vineyard, you know, made Martha's yeah, Vineyard yeah. famous. Um, and yeah, she said like she she'd go around and people would literally ask her, hey, could you slap me? It's like, all right, that's a weird request. But I, I mean, sure, if that's something she's well known for. <laughs> oh, I did, find out, I did find out what movie that was. Two movies. There was Mako, the Jaws uh, of Death, 1976, uh, and the 1981 film Great White. slap me and call me mr jaws that's right (laughs) oh carter how are you buddy yeah how's it going carter uh so yeah so that that all goes down and it cuts to the brody residence um and brody is in a kind of a i mean he's in kind of a depression you know, he, he's he's seeing the repercussions. I mean, it wasn't in. I mean, I know he puts a lot of blame on it, but it wasn't in my eyes. It's not his fault. You know, the mayor kind of forced him into not closing the beaches, even though he knew. Yeah, yeah. they should close the beach. So he did take responsibility um, for it. Yes, he, he took the blame. He's like, hey, I didn't do any, I didn't do enough to stop this, so I'm gonna take responsibility for it. Right. Well, I appreciate you being here, Carter. Uh, so yeah, so he's on the he's at the table, you know, wallowing in his sorrows, and his son is sitting there too. And it's that cute scene of every time he does a gesture, the son, the youngest it's son, great. does does kind of mocks him. It's a um, nice total a, shift. It's a very <laughs> yeah, very adorable. Uh, as as Ellen is watching, um, and uh, and then he, you know they have a cute little uh, encounter and then he goes off and then uh, Hooper shows up. Oh my God. Rudy, Rudy, you break my heart. You break my heart, Rudy. You must rectify this, Rudy. You can watch it everywhere. (laughs) No. You got to watch all four now because we're going to be reviewing, reviewing all four. Listen, and just uh, FYI, when we go to rank these, just know that this movie is number one <laughs> already <laughs> yeah, right yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, it is literally all down here from there. Um. So, yeah, so uh, Hooper shows up with a bottle of wine. Um, two I believe Two bottles. You got the red and the white. I don't know what um, you were serving, so I brought red. Yes, and then he just is like, "Are you gonna eat that?" Just that plate of dinner that's like sitting in front of Brody, and he's like, "Sure." And then he's like, "Martin is pouring wine for everybody," and then just decides to pour a lot into a glass. He's just yeah, like 
everybody else has got wine glasses. He's got like a glass cup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's there. literally like that's all. Like just <laughs> fill her up. Let's go. <laughs> oh man. And you know, they're just talking about how uh, how shitty of a day it's been. Um and Hooper pretty much just like, yeah, this it's not the shark. Like, I want to go down, I want to cut that shark open. I want to see what's inside. Um, and uh, I want you to come with me. And drunk Brody's like, Yeah, let's do it. And Ellen's yeah, like, Ah, yeah. uh, you sure that's a good idea? And he's like, I don't care, I'm drunk. <laughs> let's go. I'm the chief of police. I'm let's the chief it. of police, <laughs> yeah. So they go down to the dock and uh yeah, they they cut that sucker open, and you know, yeah, uh, Hooper talks about how tiger sharks are the garbage cans of the ocean, which they are. They tiger fact. sharks are well known to just literally eat anything, license plates, cans, all that stuff, which is stuff that yeah. they pull out of the shark. Um, and there's no body. Oh, but we miss the fact where Hooper actually w- talked to the mayor about doing this. Yeah, he's, he's like, I want to cut the dock. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I want to cut the shark open. He doesn't say it in front of the. Well, he doesn't say it to the mayor. He's talking to Brody about it. And the mayor comes in. He's like, do you think I'm going to allow you to cut this thing open? And I just, what, what, you're going to cut this thing open. We're just going to have that Kittner kid come flopping out of there. And it's like, yeah, all right, that's an image. Um, So, yeah, so then they had to do it in kind of the uh, cover of darkness, you know, when no one's around. I, and I will give the mayor credit for that call because yeah. that probably wouldn't be a good idea to just yeah. do it a public dog imagine, imagine the timing like they cut the shark open like imagine the kids in there and the mom that's the time the mom shows up and you're like whoa yeah that was timing bad. yeah mayor yeah. makes one one solid choice in this film um so yeah. yeah they cut it open pull a bunch of crap out of it license plates cans dead fish and uh no no dead body and so Hopper was like, Hooper's like, let's go. I got a boat. Let's go explore. Let's see if we can find where the, the shark's been swimming. Yeah. You know, he says something about, he's talking about territoriality. He's like, if, if it does, if, if that is true, he's going to be like roughly in this range. Right. Where he'll be at. Yeah. But, and, and, uh, 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 damn it. Ford, not Ford, Brody, whatever. Brody. Oh, God. Don't, I ruined it. Don't do I that. I brought it up. I'm sorry. Bro- no. Bro- Brody's like, I'm not drunk enough to get on a boat. He's like, yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got like, he's got that like big orange uh, life jacket on, oh, on this beautiful it. yacht. Um, oh, yeah. This research vessel that Hooper has. And uh, yeah, they're, he's, you know, they're shining a light, trying to see, you know, trying to see if they can spot him or anything or spot anything, you know, that's not going on, you know, not right. Um, and they're talking about like, he's, he's asking Brody, but was like, how are you the chief of this, of this place? And you don't even like the water. And he's like, I don't know, but I'm here pretty much. But he meant, they did meant they actually talk about that during the scene where they're drinking wine and eating the food at the table. Yes. Yeah. His okay, wife elaborates yeah. like, what do they call that when you're afraid of water? He said, it's called drowning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. So he's very drunk and they're just having a conversation about, um, you know, what, what Hooper does. Right. They talk about like, does he talk about the thresher about how he study thresher sharks? That, that's mentions thresher later. 
Oh, I thought he. I thought it was man. twice. I thought he mentioned it here, and then he there was have. the other one too, where he gets attacked. Where it was, he had one of his scars. Um, uh, interesting fact. This is not involving me directly. Um, my father-in-law is actually afraid of water for the exact same reason. He almost drowned when he was younger. He will not go. Uh, so very interesting kind of connection-ish thing. Carry on. So yeah, so they uh, happen to wander upon or. You know, they're, you know, going around and they happen to come up on a boat that's in shambles. Yeah. And the first thing Hooper does is he's like, well, I got to go down there and investigate it. And Brody's like, what? What? Like, you do realize there's a, a shark out there, right? Like, yeah. what, are you, what, what are you doing? He's like, don't worry. I'm going to go down. I'm not going to be down there for very long. So he goes down there investigating the boat. Find, oh, no, we find out it's Ben Gardner's boat because that's yeah, what Brody Hooper says. He's like, oh, hey, that's Ben Gardner's boat. Brody, yeah, Brody, yeah he, he's like, oh, that's Ben Gardner's boat. Um, and so Hooper goes down there to investigate, um, and he finds, he pulls a shark tooth out of the boat, which immediately put it in your pocket, bro. Like, there's your, there's your evidence. Isn't there? I mean, yep. there's, there's pockets on those wetsuits. Um, and then he goes upon an opening, and what happens to pop out of it? But a, a dead body, and it's Ben Gardner's head that just kind of pops into view. Yeah. That scares always got me when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those moments where you're like, oh, I've seen this movie so many times, it still gets me. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the one for me when I was a kid. I was like, oh, God! Like, <laughs> yeah. So he, he freaks out, he drops the, the, the tooth, goes up to the surface, um, and we go on to the scene where we meet, uh, it's Hooper, Brody, and the mayor meeting in front of the giant billboard of yeah. Amity Island that somebody had vandalized and put a shark on there and the woman on the surfboard screaming, help. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you got the crew up there trying to scrub it off. And uh, and they're explaining to him, like, listen, this is a, it's a great white. And the guy's like, and the mayor's, he is literally just trying every, trying to find every which way to just ignore everything that Hooper yeah, exactly. tells him. He's like, where's your evidence? He's like, well, I pulled it. Well, he, he, well, he tells him, he's like, I pulled a tooth the size of a shot glass out of the boat. He's like, well, where's that tooth now? He's like, well, I dropped it. And he's like, well, that sucks. Tough luck for you. Open yeah. the beat. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I want to find the boys who did this and I want to hang them up by their Buster Browns. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. He's oh, like, man. Let's divert this conversation to the vandalism on the side. Yeah. Uh, and then him and the mayor get into a thing, and I'm trying to think of what... Hooper says something to to the mayor. It's, it's oh Man, I got to look up the quotes. I know there's quotes on IMDb. Some people in here be like, you've seen this movie that many times, you can't remember all these things? Listen, my memory is not the greatest. Yeah. All right? Even if I've seen a movie this many you know, as many times as I have, I still blank out, especially now that I'm live. You know, I'm talking. I'm 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 on the internet now, and I gotta try yeah. to. <laughs> Once you hard hit that go live button, your brain explodes. It just melts out your ear, and you can't remember anything. Uh, oh, I remember he goes on uh, talking about how sharks are like an evolutionary perfect eating machine. Yeah, like that's what they do. They eat, they they swim, they eat, and they make small sharks. That's what they do. Oh man, well, I gotta find the quotes of. 
it's really good references. I mean, it's, it's it's great. A bunch of lines. I mean, there's tons of great lines in this movie, though. Come on, man. Where where where? It's literally like. Don't do it. Man. Oh, I say I don't think. I the mayor says I don't think either of of. Either one of you are familiar with our problems. And Hooper goes, I think that I am familiar with the fact that you're going to ignore this particular problem until it swims up and bites you in the ass. Yes, 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 that's it, that's it. <laughs> oh, man. And then, like, yeah, and the mayor continues to, like, bash him, like, telling him, oh, yeah, you would love to prove that and get your name into oh. National Geographic. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's yeah. a piece of shit, dude. Yeah, the mayor is a piece like, of garbage. Like, top not. Yeah. You eat, sleep, and poop, wife. And the funny thing is, is we'll get to it in in Jaws too. But the mayor continues even after this film to continue to be a piece of shit. Like he's still the mayor of the town, and he still is just like, it's over. Why are we? Why are we still doing this? Yeah, I digress. I've not seen two in so dang long, dude. So long. It's it's the last. It's the last decent one. Let's say. That's fair. That's it's fair. a de- it's a decent movie. It's not bad, but it's not good, and it's nowhere near this one. Um, fair, fair. So yeah, so the mayor goes off completely, just ignoring everything, just pretending like we are going to be open on the fourth of July. Like we need to make the money. This is how this island survives. Yeah, he said. He said you guys can do whatever you need to to keep the beaches safe, but the beaches will be open. Yep. And so then we have this whole montage of of everybody coming to the island on these big boats and everybody's coming yep. in and, and, uh, they're, um, Brody and Hooper and the rest of the police department are organizing, um, like shark spotters. Like they got the, yep. the people like the lifeguards and then they got the people on the boats with the guns and yep. boy, it's There's a whole, it's a, there. yes, a couple helicopters. And that's when we see, uh, Peter Benchley, the, 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 yep. uh, the author of the book, um, talking about the, the whole, uh, situation and the mayor is just like well I mean I guess the beaches are open but he's kind of he's kind of pissed because he's seeing everything that's going on around him and it's people know and people won't go in the water yep yeah because people I mean they're they, everyone knows that there's a shark attack so no one will go in the water um and then he goes and persuades this family like a scum that he is yep he's yep. like hey come on there bill like will you go come on go swimming and he's like, I, I think we're good. And he's like, come on, man. Do a take one for the team. Yeah. And they're like, and then, and then they just so awkwardly wander down into the water. And so they, and so what's that? Then everybody else goes after. Yes. Go and on. then they see that people in the water and everybody starts to, to go in and everybody's happy. Um, and and then it shows off into it also then shows Sean he's building a sandcastle and then it shows Michael he's out with his friends on their boat out in the pond oh no they're about yep. to go into the ocean um, but but his dad's like hey Michael go go out into the pond he's like the pond that's for little kids he's like come on for your you know for dad do it for dad and he's like whatever and so they go out into the pond which is it's just a it so the pond is technically an outlet it's a like you have the the main beach and then there's like a canal which leads yep. into a like a pond um but it's all salt water uh so yeah so he's out there um Brody's wandering the beach um and then you see uh you're back to the first person 
view yeah. of yeah. something swimming between through everybody. And the funny thing is, is the the beach not that deep, not that deep. But these no. shots make it look like it's twenty feet deep. Like these people can't touch the bottom. Yeah. Like this, yeah. This, and this shark. I mean, when you see the shark later on in the film, this is a big ass shark. Yeah. And the fact that it's swimming through all these people, no one's noticing. All right. Ninja. Ninja We're just shark. oblivious. Uh, and yeah. So you see the first person shot, and and then I believe it shows the fin, right? But it's not the shark. It's the fin kids. Perfectly. Oh no, shark! And then like people start pushing. People yes. Like and the guy who just like pile drives over a girl on a floaty, the girl who was persuaded by the mayor to go in the damn water just gets just bulldozed by a, a massive man. I know this like quality drink of water like goes over and like throws these kids off like a floater and like hops on it and like starts <laughs> just paddling. Paddle, no way. Yeah. People just not giving a shit about anybody oh, else's safety. Oh, it's ridiculous. Oh man. Um so yeah, so all that's happening and chaos ensues. This dude's like almost drowning, like he's being like yeah, trampled yeah. over. And we find out it's uh it was a couple kids with a fin taped on their yeah. back, and then first they like they got all guns pointed at them. Yeah, all, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the radio sounds. You can't hear what they're saying, but it's like that like and and the the kid first kid is like, it was his idea. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. made me do it. It was just a couple of kids. Martin. Yep. And uh and then it shows uh it shows the sh- the the actual shark. It shows the fin, right? And yep. it start yep. and it it's going through the canal and it slowly yep. dips under the water and there's a girl over there shark. who's just like shark. Shark. Like the most unenthusiastic. Yeah, shark, like she was like she was confused what she had to do. Shark. Way to phone it in, Mary. And then Brody's like, oh, not again. Because she, she's yelling shark in the pond. Yes. And, and, and Brody's kind of just nonchalantly going over there because he doesn't believe, you know, her calls. But then Ellen's like, Mar- Michael's in the, in the pond. And so that's when he kind of picks up the pace and he goes over there. Knocking people over. And yeah. <laughs> but then it shows uh, Michael and his friends having a really tough time with a knot like yeah. arguing over how to tie a knot and then there's this guy i believe he's probably drunk uh he comes over on this little tiny dinghy he's like you guys okay over there yes <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's literally how he sounded yeah, yeah. <laughs> one to all, one all i have to say is this man did not miss leg days because when they show when he gets his leg chopped off and it shows the leg hit the bottom man those calf muscles he got some I tone mean, like- muscles unfortunately he's not gonna be able to use them anymore that was uh, a nice piece of practical effect, though. Like that yes. leg was very well done. Yes. Um. So yeah. The, so that so it shows uh him getting the boat. The little dinghy gets hit. He gets knocked out of the water, and then he is the boat is flipped over, and he's trying to crawl back up it. And you just see the the shark. Of, it's above the water, but you can see the the shark come in and take him under, which is such a good shot because you don't oh, see good. the the like in those shots. The shark. I mean, the shark is fake, of course. But that, but it looked so realistic, like the way no, that the yeah, shark comes good. in from the side. Nick Paul, hola, how are you? How's it going, sir? Welcome in. Uh, so yeah, so he gets, uh, the guy gets, pretty, he gets eaten, um, and he gets his leg chopped off, and then it shows his leg yep. hit the bottom of uh, 
of the pond and all the kids in the boat get knocked out too. But then it shows the shot of it's, it's Michael. Well, it's the shot. It's the first person shot, but it's like Michael's terrified, but the, the shark just goes by him. Yeah. He's just yep. like frozen. Uh, United States. Yes. That's where we're exactly. from. That's right. Dang right. That's a good shot though. Like when it shoots by him, when he's like, like all scared and stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and he um uh, and then we uh we see we see uh martin running across the bridge which like i was talking about before that bridge doesn't exist anymore and they actually redid the whole thing it's actually boo. all made out of concrete now yeah super boo yeah but it's called the jaws bridge if you go to martha's vineyard um he goes down and michael is like passed out on the beach Yep. Ellen is all she's all just emotional trying because she thinks that Michael's dead. Um and you know, he goes and does CPR on him, gets gets him back um okay and Sean's in like somewhere else just bawling his eyes out. This little boy is just like somewhere else just Dang. crying. Poor poor Sean. Sean gets a raw deal in this series. Oh, okay, fair enough. I don't remember. Um, and uh so yeah, so he he gets him back alive and then um we go to the hospital because yep. Michael's being submitted to the hospital and that's when the mayor kind of wakes the have wakes up cuz he's like, like my daughter was on that beach too and it's like so we're trying to sign tell the, you, bro, sign yeah, the damn sign paper. The paper. I know, come on, hire, dude. Hire Quint to go hire Quint to go take this, take, take care of this. Uh, I'm from Berlin, Germany. In which topic are we discuss? We are discussing Jaws today. That is that is our weekly discussion. Is Jaws? I wonder if Jaws showed over in Germany. Oh, I don't know. That's I don't. I don't. I I've heard Germany has some restrict restrictive laws against violence, but I don't know how that works with like an animal, technically. Right. It's not really like people on people violence. It's all an animal. Right. So I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, and so yeah, so yeah, the, you know he pretty much like signed this. Have Quint get kill the shark. Let's go. Um. Oh, we missed the scene. We missed the scene where uh, Michael is on the boat. I believe. I don't remember if this is a scene where um, Martin is looking through the, the shark book. It is. It is. It's before. It, this is all before they go to the beach on that day. But yeah, because he's going. <laughs> that's a great scene. I'm glad you mentioned that. He's like, and and he's and he's yelling for Michael uh, to don't go in the water. Get out of the boat, pretty much. He's like, he's he's not even in the water. And then she finds the the part of the book that's got all the attack pictures, and yeah, she's like, shark, Michael, like, get out of there. Yeah, I love that's great. I was like, <laughs> he's like confused. Like, uh, what? like what? It's so good. Um, so we go to is this where uh, this is where they're all prepping to go, right? Hooper, yeah, they're like Quint's hall, like yeah, they, house or whatever. Yeah, they go Jack. to Jack. Yep. And uh, you know, Hooper's or uh, Quint's got shark jaws and is like in a big boiling pot. Yeah, yeah and all that stuff and pretty much just taking jabs at hooper the whole time 
Oh, him and God, Hooper. Yeah. The, the crazy thing is, is well, the truth thing is, is that uh, Richard Dreyfuss and Robert Shaw did not like each other during the filming yeah, of this movie. I've heard that. So a lot of like the you know camaraderie between them was genuine because they just didn't like each other. Which Robert Shaw is a very well, but... yeah he was a very proper professional actor. He's actually from um, the UK. Um, is he? Yeah. No uh, he um. I mean, he was, I believe he was in a James Bond film. He was in the original Taking of Pelham 123. Uh, I mean, he was a very big actor over in the UK. I know in the United States too, but uh, yeah, he was also drunk all the time on set. Yeah, I heard that was Uh, a big point of contention with him and other actors as well. Yeah, he kind of, he had a, it was pretty much anybody who was younger, he had a problem with, like significantly younger. I know that Richard Dreyfuss, I think was like 25 when this movie came out. and. Steven Spielberg, Damn. I think, was around the same age. So interesting. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, uh, Robert Shaw, I believe, died in 1979. It was very shortly after this movie came out. Um, yeah, I guess him and Dreyfus like made up with each other a couple years later. But interesting. Uh, but yeah, big a lot of jabs thrown thrown their way. Um, Ooh, we got some questions from chat about the movie. Hell yeah, bring it on. We're here. We're breaking down the plot right now. But if you got questions, please throw them in the chat. We would love to answer them. Down with that. Mix it up. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah, so they're talking about uh, you know, all the things, you know, you know, pretty much everything that Quint needs needs in order to go do this. What causes the police chief Brody to accept that the beach is no longer safe for the public? Uh, when they find Chrissy, uh, Chrissy's body, he decides to close the beach. Yeah, after but then the, the mayor, corners, yeah, the coroner says, "Yep, that it was a shark attack." But then the the mayor gets wind of it and has the coroner change it to a boating accident. Yeah. Um, but the but the beaches don't get closed technically until after the Kittner boy was killed. Yep, for twenty four hours. For twenty four hours. But now the beaches are permanently closed because uh, somebody else got murdered, pretty much. Well, not murdered. I, I couldn't say murdered. Got attacked. That's a technicality. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So they, you know, they meet up with Quint and all that stuff, and then uh, we it shows them getting ready to go out on this adventure to kill the shark. So they're down at the Orca, which is the name of. Quint's boat, which is one of the coolest, you know, it's the coolest boat in cinema history. You know, the orca is awesome. Which is ironic because orcas will kill sharks. Exactly. And I think that was so, the whole point of him of them so. naming the boat that because he was a shark hunter in an orca. Yeah. And yeah, the, <laughs> in the orca and orcas are well known to kill great white sharks. So it kind of fit perfectly. Uh, who among the trio has an aversion towards water? That would be Chief Brody. True. What you'll not. hear all about in these scenes when he gets ready to get on that boat. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he's me, you know, Ellen is pretty much like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, you don't have to go. And he's like, I'm the chief. I have to do this. Yeah. And then okay. he obviously doesn't feel comfortable about Quint, which right. Oh yeah. So. Cause he always, he, Quint is one of those guys that, he doesn't keep anything inside him. He's he he has no filter. He will no, say anything no. about anybody in front of their faces. 
and he says some snide comment about the chief and uh, Ellen and she just runs off hysterically crying um, as a, as Brody goes down uh, to throw his stuff on the boat. Uh, Hooper is putting a cage is putting his cage on the boat. Yeah. And, and Quint's like, what the hell is this? Yeah, exactly. He's going to kill <laughs> shark, man. I'm going to play with him. Yeah. And then the tank and then um, putting the, the um, scuba tanks on there and all that stuff. And he's like, we're here to kill the shark. What the hell are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how long into the movie, like, like this whole scene, like where they go in the water after Jaws, how much of the film. Oh, I mean, is. this is, I mean, this movie is two, a little over two hours. And it I was, believe long for back in the day, I believe you don't see the full shark until. So it was well over an hour. And well, yeah, it's been it was a long time. I don't know the exact time mark that you see the the full shark, but it's 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 far into the movie. And we didn't talk about the scene with the two guys fishing on the dock with the big yeah. giant roast. Those are you see, those are the scenes that don't I don't know in chronological order. Like they're kind of just there. They happen. And then, you know, because it's a, it's a good scene, but it's not a crucial scene. It's just kind of one yeah. of those scenes that you're you're like, oh, shit, that happened. It's I believe more, that was I believe that happens before Hooper even shows up. It is. It's actually right before it's it's just as she issues the the thing after the town meeting about the yeah. money for the stuff. That scene happens yeah. and then it's the next day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's two guys on a dock and the guy literally steals a whole roast from his fridge and he's like, yeah, yeah the wife's going to be pissed about that. And he's like, she won't be pissed if I catch something good with it. Yeah. It's like three grand to buy a lot of roast. Yeah. And then, uh, the shark literally takes out half the dock, drags the guy out pretty far and then proceeds to turn around as the guy's swimming. And it's one of those like, Oh my God, is he going to make it moments? And then he does. Yeah. And yeah, so he just wants to go home. <laughs> yeah, so that's that scene. Um, uh, what solution does Hooper suggest to confirm if they had the real shark? Cut it open. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't. So, yeah, so it wasn't the real shark. Um, so yeah, they get on the boat and they're off. And uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, Brody slowly becoming acclimated to the boat, learning, you know, yeah. pretty much Quint makes him do a lot of stuff. Uh, learn, trying to teach him how to tie certain knots. He's the chum guy. <laughs> he's yeah. the guy he, who literally seems, has a chum. He seems that Quint seems to show more compassion to the chief. You like just yeah. little things he'll say yeah. to him like, and then of course he doesn't really like uh, Hooper at all. So no. he's just like, fuck, he's like, screw him. Yeah. In real life. And in this film. Uh, so yeah, so Brody is learning how to tie knots. He's also, he's mimicking him. Like, you know, he goes like, he's uh Quince got his big fishing pole. He's, he's doing his thing and he drinks the beer and then crushes the can and Brody's got the coffee cup and he crushes the styrofoam in his hand. I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, he's the, he's the chum guy. So anytime they need to get some chum out in the, in the water, that's, that's cheap. The chief's main job. What makes Ellen Brody agree with Martin Brody and yell, get out of the water? We actually just talked about this is when yeah, uh, Ellen uh, looks in the book and sees the attacks, uh, pictures of shark attacks. Yep. It's like, we literally just talked yeah. about that. That's awesome. Um, he is, is, and this is where uh, 
Quint gets the bite and they have the long fight, right? And that's when Hooper's behind yeah. him. He's like, this isn't it. It's not it. Yeah, and he's like, just let it go. He's like, no, it's yeah. under the boat. Like, yeah. that's, I think that's when they get the first buoy on it. Yeah. And uh, no, because this wasn't it. They didn't put a buoy on him yet. Well, no, that's why this breaks the line. Yeah, because because he uh, uh, Hooper comes out and grabs the line with like these hooks and tries to bring it in and it snaps it as Quint because yeah, Quint Quint left to go grab something real quick. Yeah, that's and correct. when he comes that's back, right. the sharks are gone and then he gives he gives Hooper more shit. Um, and then we move on. Which year did the oh, yeah, film Jaws yeah. come out? Nineteen seventy five. Uh, and then um. trying to think what it's, uh, it's just a it's a little bit of a dead period and then that's when he asks um quint says tell uh chief to start chumming the water again yes and he's this like is... make make uh hooper do it this time hooper drives the boat yeah <laughs> yep and so you know brody's pissed he's he's sitting there he's throwing chum out on the water and uh yeah why don't you come down some sh- sh- shovel some of this shit and as he does yep. it that's when the shark's head pops out of the water. Freaking perfect moment. He freaking turns, stands straight up, and he and he backs and he backs up um into the boat. Uh and he turns yep. to Quint. And this is what they this is what he says. It's a very big misconception on what Brody actually says to Quint. A lot of people think it is uh we're gonna need a bigger boat, but it's actually you're gonna need a bigger boat. Because yep. Brody's like, This is your problem. This is your boat. That's a big ass. <laughs> what I just saw, damn. A little um, bit of Mandela effect there, dude. So, so yeah. So he he hops in the, or he backs into the into the thing. He he turns to Quinn says, "You're gonna need a bigger boat," which is one of the most iconic lines in film history. Um, I actually have a sticker on my vehicle that says that. <laughs> Wait, uh, it says you're gonna need a bigger boat. Yeah, on my car. I have a sticker. That's awesome. (laughs) What is written in white on the hoarding for Amity Island at the beginning of the picture? On the hoarding? I don't even know what that... What does that mean? I wonder if if it was that billboard where they just have the help and the shark. Oh. I wonder if that's what he means or if he means something else because that's the only thing I can think of. What does the billboard say? It's like... uh, I think it says help shark. No, no, but what is the board? What does the billboard actually say? Oh, uh, does it? It's like enjoy, enjoy the summer or something like that. I can't remember. I can't. I didn't pay attention to that kind of detail. Yeah. Uh, he, and then Quint gets up, goes out, and that's when we see, uh, we see the shot from where Hooper is. He's up on the, he's steering the boat from the the top there, and he's looking down, and that's when you see the. The the actual size of the shark, the full body yep. of the shark, swim by, and that's when they determine like how big he is, like twenty five yep. feet. Which twenty five feet? That's a big shark. There's it's not, there is not. I, I don't know. I think the biggest shark on record is like twenty six to twenty seven feet, and that's and it's rare. They're very rare to find. Um, and most of the time they're females. Uh, males don't really yeah. get that big. Um, I think the biggest alive right now on record is like 21 feet and it's a big girl. Uh, so yeah, so they determine it's 25 feet, few tons, some massive shark. And that's when Quint, 
uh, grabs his his uh, harpoon gun, which is attached. Yeah. He tells Hooper, "Hey, you need to attach the uh, uh, you need to attach the the line to the to the buoys." And right as he he ties it up, that's when he shoots the shark uh, in the fin, and the first buoy um, goes into the water. And he puts that tracker on there too, doesn't yep. he? Is that the first buoy? Yeah, yeah, he tie yeah, he ties the line, the the tracker to the end of the buoy as he's yeah. doing the as he's tying the knot. And then yeah, so it's pretty much a cool a cool shot where the sun's going down is just the silhouette of of Quint at the end of the boat. Oh yeah, because they're waiting. Yeah, they're, they're waiting, waiting on him to pop back up. And uh, let's see, uh, Megalodon is extinct, so I'm just talking about sharks that are actually alive. Yeah, currently alive. And I'm talking about the, sharks. and I'm also talking about the largest great white, not the largest shark, because whale sharks are the largest shark on the planet. And there's a few sharks that are actually bigger than the great white, but the great largest great white on record right now is, I believe, 21, 21 or 22 feet long. Yeah. Megalodon grew way bigger than that, but they are extinct. Um, so yeah, so uh, is this when they only have one buoy on it before they go downstairs and they have yeah. the whole the whole thing with her? Yeah, they do the whole scene where they're where they're in the kitchen or getting drunk and eating and whatnot. singing singing their songs and all that. Oh, it's the best, dude. Yeah, and I know all the songs too. Oh man! Oh, I'll bet you do. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so the song uh, that they sing later, the "Show Me the Way to Go Home" song. Yeah. In the movie Piranha 3D, one of the Piranha films, the newer Piranha films, I think it was mm-hmm. the first one. There's actually a scene um, where it's Richard Dreyfus in a little tiny dinghy boat, fishing, and he's singing that song dressed up as Quint. He's dressed up in Quint's attire. Uh, sitting in this tiny little dinghy singing that show me the way to go home song. And then he gets attacked by the piranhas and dies. <laughs> I, 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 of course. I've actually not. I've only seen the original piranha from the 80s. I've never seen any of that. Do you know who directed that? No idea. James Cameron. No, he directed Piranha 2, which came out. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of like people a, start, huh? Yeah. And then he went on to do terminator uh how come steven spielberg moved the production to martha's vineyard it was cheaper to do it and he just wanted to prove i think he wanted to prove universal that he was legit and it turned out to be a hell of a production yes um so the stories go yeah but i believe that universal actually told him like hey we don't really have anywhere for you to film anything on water so you got to figure it out like, oh, all right. I guess we got to start doing some scouting. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so they're down there. They're telling uh, telling stories about all the scars they have. Um, you know, uh, Quinn's got all his from when he was in the military and from from shark attacks. And uh, Hooper does the same thing. And then it's uh, the seat like we're we're uh. Brody picks up his shirt a little bit and there's like the scar. Yeah. Is that from like a gallbladder surgery or is that? I don't know. See, that's what I was wondering. Cause he sounds like he's been in the police a long time. I don't know if he had gotten like knifed or shot at one point. Mm-hmm. They never mentioned, I was yeah, going to ask if you knew too. anything about no, that. Cause they don't ever talk about it. They just show like he picks up his shirt. It's like, he's embarrassed by it. Like if I got stabbed or shot, like I would have been like flopping on the table, like 
I got shot, people. Like, well, in, in Brody's character, he doesn't really come out as much. He's not a bragger. Bragger. Yeah. No, he's just like I keep to myself. And which part of the movie made me emotional? Probably the scene with Mrs. Kittner coming up and confronting uh, Chief Brody. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. That scene, or it's... when uh, when her she can't find her son on the beach. Yeah. She she goes down to the emotional beach. because kind of like oh yeah, it's heartbreaking. Uh, I believe the film is considered to be the first blockbuster. So yeah, probably made the right call doing it this way. Yeah, it was. It was the first summer blockbuster. Yeah, first summer. That's the make coin the term. So yep. Uh, so yeah. So they're telling telling their stories, and then that's when this is when this is when uh, Hooper and Quint kind of connect a little bit more. Even though in yeah. a few minutes later, uh, everything goes to shit. Um. And they're talking about, uh, and then he starts to talk about um, how he was on the USS Indianapolis, uh, which is, this has to be one of the greatest movie dialogues or monologues of all time. Um, it was, Hands down. I believe this was, it was all uh, written by Robert Shaw. Um, it could have been, a, there might have been an idea of it, of what to do in the script, but I believe all of this was from, it was all ad-libbed. It wasn't in the script. He came up with this whole thing. Um, so yeah, so if nobody knows what the USS Indianapolis uh, is, it's a, it was a battleship back in World War II. They got a, uh, torpedoed by the Japanese, uh, right? It was Japanese, right? That, yep. yeah. And um a lot of people died, of course, and uh, this was also one of the like largest shark attack incidents, uh, like of all time. Um, yes, by uh, white-tipped reef sharks, um, which pretty much he's just recounting how watching all of his crewmen just slowly be eaten by the, by the sharks, and that was what kind of formed him to hate sharks and to go yep. out and, and hunt them. Um. And it's it's a beautifully done diet. It's it's beautifully done. Um, if cool, one of the cool things is if, if look up. Uh, I I know his son Robert Shaw's son. I can't remember what his name is. Um, but he uh actually re because he sounds just like him. Like really, if you listen to him talk, he sounds just like his father. And he actually reenacts the whole monologue, and it sounds like you're listening to him. Like actually listen to him. Now he's been dead for. 40 years but it's it's really cool, cool to, to listen to um I, I this i know you talked about we talked about this that he either wrote that i know he was heavily into he was at least pretty heavily intoxicated during the scenes yes you, i think some of the scenes because there's you could tell when you're watching it like he'll do a run of it and there'll be like a different cut from like a different angle and you could tell there's probably some amount of time has passed between the different recordings you just you pay attention to how his face looks and stuff yeah. Um. But I just I just love the scene building up to it where he he's jokingly uh, uh Richard Dreyfuss's character jokingly says mother and laughs mm-hmm. and like like obviously uh uh Quint just gets super serious and just grabs him on the arm like you can tell it's like really obviously like it's just it's, there's all these physical things they do that yeah. didn't have to be done but they did it and just makes the scene it's so damn good. Which, uh, which this movie was real and Brody was you? Are you going to enjoy or not? What if this? I assume what if this movie was real and you were Brody? Were you going? No, heck, no, I wouldn't enjoy. No, this, this is, would be awful. This is a terrible situation. <laughs> this terrible, is awful. terrible situation. 
Um, so yeah, so they're uh, he's telling about the he's telling the story, and that's when uh, the shark busts the side of the boat, which then proceeds to fill it up with water, and that's when we get our series of events where it slowly starts to sink. Uh, but Quint gets up, he goes outside, he is pissed, so he ends up shooting two more barrels uh, into the shark. So now it's got three barrels. He's like, this thing can't go. So the whole point of the buoys, they're actually barrels. The whole, the whole yeah. point of them was to prevent the shark from going down, like was to prevent the shark from going deep. Yeah. And he figured if I can put a bunch of these, um, uh, on the shark, it will like, it'll be easier for easier for us to, to, to get it. Um, unfortunately this shark, underwater. yeah, unfortunately the shark is super strong and in very big. So it drags all three barrels underneath the water, which is, yep shocks everybody but so yeah so it's got three barrels attached to it the the boat is slowly sinking and this is when all hell breaks loose this is when hooper decides all right i need to get into the water i want to see this i want to try to jab this thing i think he uh he had it was like poison yeah it was like a poison his little like yeah, it was harpoon on the thing. on the harpoon yeah he goes down into uh his shark cage uh and it's just kind of there and the you don't see anything you don't hear anything and that's when he turns and that's when the shark slams into his into the into the cage and he's screaming you know through his mask so it's like that really gurgled scream yeah which is terrifying um and yeah the shark is just kind of sitting there like trying to push his way through the bars um and he drops the spear or the the harpoon of course and then it proceeds to show footage of an actual shark that got trapped on top of a cage. Now, the cool yeah, thing so they, was they, 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 Steve, Steven Spielberg hired or yeah, Steven Spielberg hired uh, a professional like shark diving team to get r- real footage of great whites to put into the movie. Um, and during one of the filming of, of like, you know, they would go down and they would just film, you know, sharks swimming around or whatever. And, you know, it was crazy that one of the moments was a shark accidentally got itself entangled into the top of the, the cage yeah. and it's thrashing around. And so like that was real footage that they had caught for the movie. And it was so like perfect for that scene that Steven Spielberg is like, yeah, put that in there. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's great. As well. Heck yeah. So the shark is on top of the cage and it's starting to bend the the mechanism that is holding the cage and it snaps completely. Yeah. Um, but they somehow jerry rig it to the side of the boat so it doesn't sink to the bottom of the, of the ocean. But uh, Hooper, uh, the shark cage is so destroyed that the that Hooper gets out and he swims to the bottom and like hides behind a rock. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and. Brody's on the top. He's trying to call for help. And that's when Quint comes in with a baseball bat and smashes the radio. Yep. Yep. And he's, and then Brody just loses his mind. He's like, yep. what are you? You're crazy. We're going to die. You're crazy. Did, did we, uh, did we mention, uh, forgive me if I missed this. Did we mention that when they were singing earlier at night and when they were down, that when the shark was actually hitting the side of the boat, because remember when yeah. they were singing yeah, yeah, yeah. down and that's the galley when, or whatever. Yeah. And that's when the, that's the, when the, the it starts to sink the boat, but uh oh, but before 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 Hooper goes into the water, that uh, Quint is following the barrels. 
he's got the three barrels in the shark and he's driving his boat to almost to oblivion. Like it's smoking yeah. and built because there's so much water going into the engine room and it's yeah. causing black smoke to, to come out of it. And he is, he's up there singing the song. Like he's about the, Oh, Spanish maidens. Is that what yeah, it is? Let it do to those fair Spanish ladies. Yeah. yeah that song. And he's, yeah. and he's losing his mind. <laughs> like he's so determined and yeah. And Quint's up there trying to like get him to stop and, and all that and yeah it was crazy but then it's it's hooper going into the water and all that yeah all that happens happens uh and then um that's when uh the shark just just utterly destroys the whole boat like he's crashing or he ends the shark ends up jumping out of the water and propping itself on on the deck of the boat which yep. I mean, sharks have been known to do that, but not in the way that this shark was doing it. The shark yeah, was course. determined to kill people where mostly if a shark does that, it's on accident. Um, great white. I don't think I've ever seen anything where a great white's done that before. But uh, So yeah, it props itself on the boat and somehow Quint is like, he cannot get out of this. Like he is the, he, the, the sharks on the boat. So it starts to tip the boat backwards. Yeah. And Quint is trying to not slide into its mouth and he's kicking it and he's trying to get away from it. And then he slips into the mouth and that's when the shark bites down on him. Blood starts squirting out of Quint's mouth and then he drags him into the, into the ocean, which the nasty thing is, is later on when you see the shark, you see the nice meat chunks in its teeth. Yeah. 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 Cause he just ate Quint. Uh, you guys are stuck in the middle of the ocean. You have spear and you are hungry. So are you going to jump on ocean or kill the shark and going to eat? Or are you going to be hungry? Hungry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like there'd be other things I could probably hunt. In theory, in theory, in theory. Um, so yeah, think of that game, the raft. Yeah. Never played it. But yeah, no, I know. Sharks. I, it tries to eat your raft. You get hit time. with things all the time. That's what they do. Why don't you do like a giant <laughs> squid or something? I don't know. It's always gotta be a shark. Oh, that's this guy wrote a book about a giant squid. Oh, Peter Benjamin. Uh, Peter. Yeah, I didn't know that. He actually. Uh, okay, I, got, I was going to mention this at the end, but I'll mention it now. Yeah. So Peter Ben. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Peter Benchley. I was looking at his. Isn't it the uh, deep? Rep- he did a movie. He, okay, there was an, a TV movie on. Yeah, in '96, it was called The Beast, about a giant killer uh, squid, giant a giant squid. Um. And he wrote a book in 91 called Beast, and that was adapted into the 90, 96 uh, series. And then he wrote a book called White Shark, and that was adapted into the TV show, uh, what was it, Creature, which was a 1998 film. And I'd watched both of those. I had no idea he wrote both of those and Jaws funny. and all that stuff. It's I, pretty I, funny. I think he wrote a book called The Deep. He did. He did. It was, two, it was actually, actually his book after Jaws. Yeah. I he read the fancy water. Tales. Yeah. He, he likes the ocean. He's probably trying to write, and and he definitely was trying to rectify Jaws. Um, yeah, that's fair. Ugh. Are we a game streamer? Ah, uh, sometimes. <laughs> I I mean, sometimes I am. Uh, Dan is definitely more than it. me. Yeah, when I feel like it. I do um, play them. I do play them occasionally. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Quint's dead. And nom, 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 Brody nom. is trying to figure out what to do. So he um, finds the gun and then the, that's when he finds the gun. And then that's when the shark busts through the window, the side window. And yes. you can see the, the, the meat chunks in its teeth and all that. Just 
good detail, you know. You got to add that. Act, that's also Quint's connection to World War II. It's an M1 Grand, which is what he would have yep. had, yep. would have used in World War II. So. Yeah. Depending on his rank, of course. I don't yep. think they specify what he did. But anyway. And he uh, finds one of uh, Hooper's uh, scuba tanks and yeah, starts yeah. bashing it in the mouth. And then when the shark opens its mouth, he throws it in there. And um, the shark proceeds to chew on it like a chew toy the whole duration of the, the rest of, of its life. It just starts chewing on it. Now, uh, Mythbusters uh, proved that this can't happen. The whole the yeah, way that yeah. this movie ends, uh, they've, they tried it. It doesn't work. That's not how a scuba tank works um and also i don't think if you threw a scuba tank in a shark's mouth it's going to just proceed to chew on it for the duration i think it would either try to swallow it or try to just spit it out out. um so yeah but it's cool for the film uh so yeah so he he throws that in there the shark goes away and then uh as the boat is sinking he's trying to find his way up to the the mast he's he's crawling his way to the highest point and that's when he starts playing target practice with the shark as the shark is cruising <laughs> towards him and you got the um, the you got the shark uh, the jaws theme playing and he's just he's just shooting he's missing and he's trying to hit the tank uh i think he hits the shark itself once or twice and doesn't do anything and uh then that's when you get the final the final shot where he just goes smile you son of a bitch and shoots and that's when you get the boom, the big explosion, shark bits flying everywhere, uh, and everybody and uh, Brody is just so happy. He's just so excited. <laughs> <Ecstatic. laughs> and then that's when you see this, and that's and then <laughs> this is the one scene that I was always like, I I just wonder if they added the sound effect for just to to show the the power of this of the shark for the whole duration of this movie was the shark's dead corpse floating down and you just hear this like ominous roar did you hear yeah, that? that yes it, it's um i i'm pretty sure that you that was the same roar that was used in Jaws the when the truck goes oh, over the edge i'm okay. pretty sure that's actually really sure. I, I did not know that that is actually really cool um but yeah you get the the really slow-mo shot of the shark's corpse blown up corpse floating down you get this this ominous roar um, yeah. is kind of low. And then uh, it just shows uh, Brody on the top, just kind of in shock of what just happened. And that's when Hooper uh, comes out of the water. And I, I, Brody thinks Hooper's dead. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, rightfully so. I mean. And uh, yeah. And they're just like, first thing he's like, Quint. And he shakes his head. No. And then uh, they're like, well, Let's start. Let's start heading towards shore. And they find some things to hold on to, and they start paddling away, talking away. And that's it. That's Joss. Uh, we get we get the, the cool the cool credit scene where it shows them. It, it kind of just shows the scene of the beach, and then slowly as the credits are going, it shows them, you know, actually hitting shore and getting off, and uh, surviving. But yeah, well, that's they. Just, they, they, they they say some stuff as they're paddling to shore, don't they? They're like talking. About yeah, they're they're, they're having remember. they're having just kind of pointless conversations. Like it's, that's what I thought. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, they make it to shore, and that's it. That's Jaws. So, 
we're gonna we we usually so we have reviewed a few films before this we did the monsterverse movies before this uh we were we did a bunch of rankings now jaws is gonna be a little bit different because there's really um there was a couple things that we did in the prior uh in the prior film that we reviewed that we can't really do in these like there's really no villains other than like in this movie i would say the like we talked about the mayor you could yeah, probably yeah. put him down as a villain um but we can rank main characters and we're going to give the group we're going to we're going to give the group of brody i would say brody is your main character yeah yeah absolutely i mean hooper hooper and quint like towards the end of the film of course become more of main characters but we'll give brody uh the main character or we could do the trifecta if you want to do all three of them together yeah, i as a group. i see them as a tr- as a group personally yeah. but yeah. i mean so they're on they're if, when you look on a poster it's got those three guys names on it so yeah i absolutely. feel like we got to put them in their own group uh so yeah we I, I mean they got to be number 1 because oh, this absolutely. is the first film in the series so a number 1 <laughs> top of the list i guarantee and I it probably feel like movie. they're going to stay that way yeah, um probably. so yeah we, we're not going to do villains because i think this film is like the only one there's really a villain in like i said i think 3 might have a technical villain but it's not None of these films really have like a, a villain. Not every movie has villains, so we're not going to do that. Um, do we want to rank the, every individual shark for every film? It's a different shark in every film. It is. It is. It is. You are correct. I mean, I don't. I mean, sure. Why all right. I mean, all of these are going to be number one. Yeah, because we're going to be ranking. So we're now we're going to rank the movies. And we're putting this one at number one, and it's going to stay at number one yeah, for the duration be, of these episodes. It's we'll it, put it on a plinth. It'll be great. <laughs> but now that this episode is about complete, we all get to look forward to the next three weeks as it progressively gets more interesting. So next week, chat, we will be reviewing, dissecting and ranking Jaws 2, the, the, I would say the last of the the decent Jaws, like this is probably, a, it's not good, but it's, but it's not bad. But it's a generic monster movie. That's what I'm going to throw out there. They pretty That's much, fair. I think the a rough overview of Jaws 2, before we even get to reviewing it, is that Jaws 2 is a, uh, they take a lot of elements from this film, and they rehash it. The cool yeah. thing about Jaws 2 is they bring back Roy Scheider. Yep. They bring back Murray Hamilton, who plays the mayor. I know Hendrix yep. is in that movie. Like, There's a lot of characters from the original film that are in this. Uh, 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 I think Richard Dreyfuss is like one of the only main characters. Well, of course, Robert Shaw, because he dies in this film. Um, but yeah, that is, that'll be next week's episode. Jaws 2 will be here next Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time here on twitch.tv slash theparkerxp. Can I make a comment before we leave? One last yeah, yeah, bit of ahead. trivia and then one other comment. Uh, the 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 roar of, of it is the same between Jaws and the duel. However, I knew I heard it somewhere else. And I want to say I knew this before I looked it up. I just forgot. It's um it was also the roar was used in we've we've actually watched the show on stream was uh the 1957 movie The Land Unknown. It was a really goofy looking T-Rex, and that's where the roar came, comes from. It's from oh, that movie, which was used in The Duel, and then Steven Spielberg used it again in Jaws. Oh, that's that's funny. And 
Are you going to extend this an extra week and, and review the unofficial Jaws 5? Wait, That's what? the real question. Excuse me? Wait, there's a <laughs> Jaws 5? Yes, there is a... It's a direct-to-video Italian horror film. Oh, my God. It was God. called... Jaws Five. It was called. Uh, was it was yeah. Jaws Five or Cruel Jaws. I oh my God! You. I promise you. No way. Yep. It was marketed in many areas as Jaws Five, Cruel Jaws. Like no real connection. A, I like how it says writers Peter Benchley novel. What? It was directed by Bruno Mattai. If you know anything about like Italian exploitation schlock horror movies, he's the guy. Oh, He's one of the guys. Oh boy! You have to look into this. I just, I just had to mention it. There's a way. I, it's got a 3.3 on IMDb. That's fantastic. That's at least it's average. This came out 20 <laughs> years after the original movie. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what time is it here? It is uh, currently it is 10:39 p.m. for me. Yep, that's correct. That is correct. Um. Yeah, very I like how it says it was direct. I like how it says it was directed by Bruno Mattai as William Snyder. That's what it says on IMDb. That's weird. that's great. Let oh, it cover man. it up. Hey, right. listen. I, if I can, if there's an e- easy way for me to watch this film, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I mean, I can guarantee it's probably going to be worse than Jaws: The Revenge. Oh, absolutely. Or Jaws, or Jaws 3D. Oh, actually, it might. I mean, that might be pretty close to Jaws 3D. Good old Jaws 3D. Oh boy, that damn movie. Uh, let's see. Um. It looks I, like the entire film is on YouTube. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll watch it on YouTube. Okay. Just throwing it out there. I don't know how yeah. good it's going to be, but it looks like it's. Yeah, hey, whatever. There. <laughs> I mean, just by the look of this this uh, cover art, looks fantastic. Oh, uh, I was going to mention. Speaking of, of shark games, did you ever play um, Man Eater? I played a lot of it. I have not finished it, but I. I haven't either, but I'm assuming you enjoy that. I, I mean, it's it's kind of it's dumb fun. Yes, yeah, like yeah, I don't take that, it too serious. Expect from a game with sharks. Yeah, with magic I've, powers. I've, I've I've played it on stream a few times. It's a lot. I I enjoyed it. I actually got a free key for it. That's why I, I played it. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. We got ours on the PS5. I played it a few times. I like it. I need to get back to it. But just yeah. random. We're talking about shark stuff, so I wanted to mention it. Yeah. Hey, whatever. Uh, like I said uh, at the beginning of the show chat, we are on podcast services. Uh, we are on currently we are on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts uh, and also on Podbean. Uh, we will all and soon hopefully we will be on Google Podcasts. So if you guys can't watch it live or watch it when it goes on YouTube at some point when we get the YouTube channel up, uh, you can listen to it in your car at work like I do. I do that a lot. I listen to podcasts oh, at work. I it's all the time. Pass good good way to pass the time. And yes, I do listen to my own podcast because I like to judge it hard. As I'm listening yes. to it, I'm like, this host sucks. Shut up, guy. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this episode will be on podcast services tomorrow at, I'm setting them at like Mondays at like 8, 8 a.m. So you can download the new episode will be on those services at 8 a.m. every Monday. So I'm going to be doing that after I'm done here. I'm going to make sure that it's it's ready to go. So you guys will be able to listen to it uh, That's tomorrow. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah, I mean, well, it's I mean, the the nice thing about it is that I literally just I put like the uh, the VOD through like a uh, editing program, yeah. and then I just uh, export it as an MP3. That makes sense. And then That's I just perfect. submit it, and then I just all I have to do is just submit the MP3 file into Podbean, and then it distributes it to everything else. It's fantastic. 
Yeah, at least people don't have to wait long if they want if to listen. If an idiot to like me can figure it out, then everyone else can figure it out. Because man, exactly. it was a painful process to figure it all out. But we did it. That's technology. Uh, That's something that. Yeah, right. Dan, thank you so much for being here. Anytime, sir. No problem. Now, if you guys want to see Dan for the rest of the Jaws and Review, I mean, I do. But if you all want to see him for the rest of this Jaws and Review, just, just you know, comment or you know, send me some DMs and say, yeah, we need, we need Dan back. Or he... just maybe listen. Don't look at me. It's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> can't help that. Can't help. Oh, oh no, no, her opinion is biased. Do not listen to her. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, hey, Angela, if you want to be on it too, come on. You can join us for the rest. You'll have to take some notes because, man, the next, like, listen, I like, a lot of people are going to be disappointed in me, I think, in this episode because there was a lot of times I had to, like, ask about certain scenes. And I've seen this movie probably more times than anybody on this planet. But did you just know, Chad, I have a bad memory. Like, I have to see things, like, right before we do this if I have to, if I want to remember. So that that's why I have people, that's why I have people here to help me along. Because, you know, it's, it's never going to be fluid, you know? I just Yo, think Nick, what my wife said. <laughs> Nick Paul, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Uh, I have notes. I have never watched the other jobs. Well, you're in for a treat for the next three weeks because it's going to be an adventure. Um, a lot of jaws on blu-ray huh <laughs> I, I believe i i was i was actually actually let me let me look at let me look it up real quick i believe they're all on amazon oh sweet if you have amazon video let me let me look it up again i do i do jaws right i'm prepared he is. He's got a big shark behind him. And yeah, it says so. Yeah, it says right here on Amazon. It says free, free to me. I got Jaws two, Jaws three, and Jaws the Revenge all on Amazon where's, Video. Where's the fifth one? <laughs> I just, I, kidding. I just, kidding. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to go through here. There's a lot of shark movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's right there. It's right there. Yeah. Woo. Cruel. Oh, I have to have the Tubi app. Oh, that's lame. Wait, let me go. Just watch it on YouTube. Wait, let, me, <laughs> let me make sure I can watch all these other ones. Oh, 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 all the Jaws films are on HBO Max. I have HBO Max. So yeah, so next week, chat. Next Sunday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we're going to be reviewing Jaws 2. Boy, this is going to be fun. Hey, your brother, uh, I miss his fridge yeah. already. <laughs> he won't have the fridge in his shop for, for the <laughs> next show. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll have Nemesis back for next episode, and uh, we might have we might have Aradella or back for the reviews show. It's gonna be a good time. I'm excited. I'm excited. So yeah, so remember podcast services tomorrow at eight a.m. If you want to listen to it, um, like I said, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. Um, I have been your host, the Parker XP. Nick Paul, thanks for the follow. I appreciate you for being here and throwing all those questions in the chat. Uh, over there is Dan, one half of the cutest couple on Twitch, DNA Gaming. I'm going to do it just for this episode, okay? Uh, we will see you again soon. Bye, everybody. Deuces.